Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some supermen. And sometimes superwomen. What are we talking about today? Oh, today we are talking about the engine of mass destruction, the unstoppable force of nature. Riding into town on that red and yellow Harley, brother. No, not really. The Green Goliath, the World Breaker, Joe Fixit, the big green guy. A giant green rage monster. He's green. Bob David Bruce Banner, the indestructible, the incredible Hulk. Directed by Louis Leterrier. Hold on. We're going back. We're rewinding. We're rewinding. Okay. Joe Fix It? Joe Fix It. Where does that come from? Joe. He becomes uh, Joe Fix It in the comics when he, he's the Gray Hulk and uh, he assumes a new identity. I want to say he works with the mob. I'm not sure. And then he just becomes Joe Fixit. Joe Fixit. That sounds like Wreck It Ralph to me. A little bit. Like a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know the Hulk kind of falls on a weird spot in comic book lore. Some people will say like he's Marvel's other flagship besides Spider-Man. And then some people kind of push him off to the side. The way I understand it. Not a comic book guy. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, briefly read it one time. Yeah. He's the big green guy. You know, uh... Some people love him. Some people think he's a little bit corny. Would you say, are you a Hulkamaniac? Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> no. No, I don't know if I'm a Hulkamaniac. I don't know if I am either. Very important to note, though, that this is entry number two into the MCU. It sure this is. This is the forgotten MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the one that they were like, maybe not. Maybe we redo all of the things from this movie. Well, what they did was they put out Iron Man a month before this. With an entirely different tone, just through and through, where Iron Man is funny and it's colorful and it's light, but it can be serious. And this is, this actually reminds me of like kind of a DC movie, like yeah, a modern bit. DC it's, movie. It's a little bit dark. Yeah, where the tone is entirely dark. There's not a lot of funny things in this. It must be from all. the DC universe. That's what Deadpool would say. That's fair. Louis Leterrier. So what they were talking about doing with Iron Man is that they pretty much said it's either going to be John Favreau or Louis Leterrier. Louis Leterrier is coming off of not a lot of movies when it comes down to it. That's true. What he's done so far up until this point is just pretty much transporter movies. He also did Unleashed. Oh, those transporters. Things that he does after he does Clash of the Titans. Louis Leterrier, ladies and gentlemen. So we know for sure. And now you see me. That he can kind of direct Jason Statham. He's very good at directing bald British men. <laughs> That's yes. his wheelhouse. Oh, that's everyone needs one. Stick to what you know. He he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> uh not gonna make a secret of this. I don't I don't care for this movie all that much. I think it's totally fine. It's a superhero movie. I and that's kind of sweet. Like it. I know you do. And but I respect I you for that. It takes a lot of big green balls to say that you like this movie. I think it's just my predisposition to enjoy all of the MCU movies. Yeah. You're an MCU boy. I sure. And am. you like the big green boy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like the big green boy. 
Also, I've always been a big fan of Ed Norton. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Eric Bana. <laughs> 2003's Hulk? Huh? Later. Oh, okay. Later. Directed by Hang Lee? <laughs> I don't get it either. This is, to me, this is an interesting little thing that we're going through here in just terms of of superhero movies where it's going to happen again really soon after, but we just finished up the Raimi trilogy of Mm Spider-Man and they're already talking about rebooting that franchise into what's going to become the Mark Webb almost trilogy, you know, know, to and out. The, the two-a-gy. The two-a-gy. Do-a-gy? Sure. I'm into it. Only five years before this, we had our Hulk origin movie. Right. And now we're throwing it out there again. But now we're putting it actually into the universe. Right. It's um, it's also kind of a spiritual sequel, but with a completely different origin story. That's ex- I don't know what what's, makes that a spiritual sequel at all. The fact that know. there's a green man, is that what we're going off of? I guess. I don't know. In that case, they nailed it. It was always intended to be kind of like a sequel, but kind of not, which is very confusing for moviegoers. I would say so. But at the same time, is I mean, there was a lot of respect given from Louis Leterrier. I'm going to struggle. I'm just going to call him Louie. 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 It's just easier. So what Louie says about Aang's movie is, I really do love Aang's movie because as a director, as all of you guys, you've seen the cinema in Aang's movie. It's beautiful. It's a great movie. But if you're seven years old, eight years old, you're totally lost in Aang's movie. So I wanted to give it like more of like an overall approach. I got to tell you, reading things that a Frenchman has said is really difficult. I want to give it like a uh, more of like a... <laughs> he says... You didn't have to be a fan knowing the Hulk story to love this movie. Hopefully, my movie, or to be 7 and 13 and a boy to like this movie. I wanted to make it like a broader and like a general, more general kind of movie. And that's what I did. My way to do this, and I don't know where are from, I'm from France, and comic books, American comic books, and Hulk superhero, Hulk comic books were not distributed so widely in France. I think right there, if I was Kevin Feige, I'd be like, nope, you're doing Iron Man. I think we need to recast our director, because this is not going to work. What is he saying here? Who's this movie for? I think he's trying to say he doesn't want it to be just for seven, eight-year-old boys. This is a really dark movie for seven, eight-year-old boys. But for everybody. A wider He also says it's not for- But he doesn't want it to be lost on them either. Yeah, but then he also just openly says that you, you don't have to be a fan knowing the origin story. To dive well, yeah. into this. He well, starts covered in the opening credits. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> you know what? We'll just get on with it because, all right, real, real, real quickly. This movie starring Edward Norton as the Hulk. Sure. Slash is. Bruce Banner. Uh, Ed, Ed Norton with all of his fight club fame from 10 years 10 prior. 10 years prior. <laughs> get them while they're hot. And the prestige. He had just done the prestige. He did not do the prestige. He did the illusionist. That's what I said. The other one. The Rewind other. It. That's the what other I magic said. movie. <laughs> The Illusionist. You got uh, Tim Roth as Emma Blonsky, also The Abomination. The Abomination. There's Liv Tyler as Elizabeth Ross. Yeah, it's Liv Tyler as Liv Tyler. Pretty might as well be. As Eowyn the Elf. Liv Tyler as Liv Tyler acting. She sure is. As Liv Tyler whispering words (laughs) words that were on a page. Yeah, but you know what? But she's whispering to a camera now. At least she never went, liar. Oh, man, so true. (laughs) That's that's a great point. (laughs) Uh, William Hurt pops up. He's General Thaddeus Ross. He sure is. The only surviving cast member of this movie. Yeah. In-universe. In-universe, at least. That's really Some it. Some other There's, no-names. We got, we got just other actors. Just people who pop up. This is not a big cast at all for this no, movie. <laughs> not at all. Looking across the table, Brian's putting on his, his comically large green Hulk hands. I think he wants to get into it. Yes. 
I want to smash this movie. Ooh. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, in order to smash this movie, we've got to start somewhere. How about the opening credits? How about them? We kind of get an origin story. We sure. We get sort kind of Kind of do. We sure kind of do. You got you got some music playing? Some Craig. I guess. There's, Craig this is the only part of the movie I like the music. Armstrong? Is it Craig Armstrong? Craig heckin' Armstrong. You don't even deserve the effing, dude. No. He's, not, he's not getting the effing. It's going to be bad. This is bad music. Uh, there have been worse. There have been worse. We also get MRIs and just general science and medical stuff. Yep. Uh, Edward I mean, Norton gets a green laser pointed at his forehead. Sure does. That doesn't Just look like good. in the show from the 70s. It's true. Then, then we get a sweet POV shot of oh, him. We sure do. With Hold big green arms. We don't know what's going on. Just and then he's just scientists. smashing everyone, smashing the whole place up. Really goes to town in that lab. Just wreaking some general gamma havoc. We get to see little flashbacks in there. Flashbacks within the montage. I guess. That's confusing. That's very French. <sighs> Avant-garde. I get it now. The whole, it's a avant-garde Hulk movie. I feel like we should just be like drinking a nice Bordeaux while we talk about this, oh, about absolutely. this, this big green boy movie. Eating a baguette. Yeah. Smoking really long cigarettes. It's oh, wearing berets. He's so good. Horizontal stripes. Just scarves. Oh yeah. Scarves indoor. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, the Hulk movie. Yeah. There's little flashes of like Stark Industries and oh. Nick. There's Nick a Nick Fury file because why wouldn't there be? Well, yeah. At this point, because I mean, you, you know to... we're in a universe. It's a universe. Don't remember. forget it, guys. Here's your origin. This is your origin. We usually talk about nice, clean origins. And like, we, we talked briefly about the difference between this and Iron Man uh, at the top. You think Feige was looking overlooking both movies, going, "These are very different. Let's just see how it plays out." And just seeing which one actually worked. Yeah. No. Just, just playing. No, I'm not. I don't think that happened at all. Playing I feel chess. Like, I feel like he. Uh, he or said, did he intend for every movie to have a different tone? I think what he went after, well, I'm purely speculating on this, is that these two movies were in production at the same time. He's behind both of them. Yep. I feel like he set out to have a different tone on each, even though in the Iron Man when we talked to that, they set out to have a specific tone for that Iron Man one because it was the start. I feel like this one kind of just got pushed under the rug. Yeah. Honestly. It does feel like it a little bit. But even now, this is like, this, this is the forgotten MCU oh, yeah. because- None. You have one actor who survives it, and it's an actor who's not even a lead. And he doesn't show up for another eight years. No. It's a strange, strange movie it's, it's, uh, to be number two into the- It's different. You know, the most profitable film franchise of all time. <laughs> yeah. We move over to the Rochina Favela in Brazil. Oh, where... First we see, well, I mean, oh. Liv Tyler gets a little bit hurt, apparently. Oh, uh, she gets smashed. She gets smashed. She gets smashed. <laughs> I would say it's more than a little bit hurt. <laughs> and uh, and we and we see William Hurt, General Thaddeus Ross, come in and, and go, ah, no. Not laying a hurt on anybody. Oh, he doesn't he doesn't want that that stranger, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. To get uh to get any more hurt. All these scientists are dying, that's the one he protects. I don't know hmm. why. Interesting. I don't know why. Then where are where are we now? At the Rochina Favela in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Ooh. Thanks, subtitle. 158 days without incident. Yes. Pretty important to note. Is it 158 days from the incident that we just saw? Doubtful. Probably not. <laughs> they don't ever tell us. He has a lot of knowledge about things that happen when he's angry. Yeah. To have had that only happen once. Yeah. And he's training himself by meditating with a metronome. Oh, yeah. Well, hey. Metronomes piss people off. There's nothing more aggravating than a steady beat. It's the worst, the ah. absolute worst. Ah. I can't tell you how many tables I flipped after hearing Steady Beats. 
Uh, he's going to go ahead and read his Portuguese to English dictionary and uh, watch Sesame Street. You watch Sesame Street, you read the dictionary. Everybody knows that's how you learn the language. Flips past the channel and uh, it's got Bill Bixby on it. Who's Bill Bixby? Bill Bixby played Bruce Banner in 1978 in uh, the TV series. So I don't think he played Bruce Banner. Who'd he play? Played David Banner. Oh, right. <laughs> because they didn't like the name Bruce. The ever-changing name of Banner. Us. Hulk's a really weird character. <laughs> I guess when they first started the character, they had several people writing it, and they all gave him different names. And sure. people, people wrote into Marvel, they were like, hey, what's this guy's name? And that's when Stanley was like, ah, oh, his name's Bob Bruce David Banner. Just throw obviously. it all out there on the line. That's why he's got so many names. All right. Worst excuse. I'll ever. buy it. No, it's awful. I have to buy it. I have no choice. Okay. <laughs> uh, he wears a uh, like a heart rate watch. He does a heart I rate guess. monitor. Because which leads to so many questions. But later too on, heart rated. Yeah. Sometimes that's pretty if you much get it. so mad, you become high rate. Oh, it's like a combination of heart rate and irate. Oh no, you got it. I got you it. You know it. I got it. Well, the whole time I just don't understand is that all he could have been doing was. Could have just said his prayers, take his vitamins, and nothing will ever go wrong. Right. Just like the just Hulk, avoid, Hulkamania, yeah. Hulkamania said. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, he, he's also, like the Hulkster, training in martial arts. He well, sure we, is. We get another cameo here right off the bat. Rickson Gracie is a Brazilian ninth degree red belt in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Which, he named his own Jiu-Jitsu? Oh, no, no, no. There's the Gracie family. Okay. Which are huge. So in Brazil, they actually call it Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. It's not just jujitsu. Really? Yeah. This is the jujitsu family. This is but the why, guy. This is the guy. He's why don't one, we know the guy? He's one of the guys. Why don't we know the guy? What has he done? What's so special about him? He choked out Chuck Norris. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yo, Gracie, man, you're the real deal. And he's, <laughs> I believe he's undefeated. In just life in general? In life. Nobody's ever beat him in life. Oh, man. And he slaps, he slaps the Hulk. Why couldn't the camera just right follow the him face. the rest of the way? And he's like, breathe, bitch. <laughs> that shouldn't get that shouldn't get bruce mad though or heart rated i don't know tv it's tvd what the, what what makes him hulk out <laughs> i think it's when he's hungry i think it's when the championship belt is at stake brother oh <laughs> bruce also works in a soda factory sure does what color is the soda it's green because it has to be because it has to be i feel like i clean it up this is for me and... i need to take a moment this okay. is for me Everyone could turn off right now except for John Favreau. I need to have a personal personal talk with you. Brian, leave the room. Okay. Thank you. John, buddy. John, John. I'm so sorry for saying everything that you did was heavy-handed in Iron Man. This it had nothing on this. This is oh, these big green Hulk hands. They're just weighing down. They're they're knuckle scraping across the ground in this movie. This is so heavy-handed. Everything in this movie. Oh, John, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Jungle Book's still not that great though. Elf's still great. Jungle Book, you could have done better. Are you good? Can I come back? Come on back. All right. That was. I just had to remind him that he's heavy-handed and that Iron Man could have been better. Oh, sure. If you say so. Also, don't listen to this episode, Brian. Ever. Ever? Never, ever. So the soda's green. The soda is green. <laughs> uh, I don't know what his job is here. Uh, it seems like he's just kind of handing out stuff and, and cleaning up messes and- and when the machine goes down, he plays Joe Fix-It. He does play Joe Fix-It. Oh. Maybe that's where this came from. Maybe. He's like that American guy. Joe, I guess? I don't, Joe Fix-It. Go get Joe Fix-It. <laughs> that would have been a fun little- A little wink? A little wink. There's a lot of little winks in this There's movie. There's so many little that's winks. That's a missed wink. That's a missed wink. So, Ooh, all right. New segment, missed winks. Ooh. <laughs> Factory breaks. 
Shuts down all the factory. I mean, sometimes Joe fixes it, goes and fixes it. Does a little little spark technology. Uh, sure does. He's a scientist. He sciences it together. So he does science, and the guy's like, "Man, you fix everything <laughs> for me. I don't know what I'd do without you. You should, you should come work here, you know, full time or whatever." He offers him a job at his job. I don't, I know don't what's get happening. it. I don't get it either. He's Maybe like, this is cultural no, differences. This is cultural difference. That's what it is. It's Absolutely. gotta be it. Yeah. This is a Brazilian thing. It's gotta be. Uh Bruce cuts himself. He sure and does. Blood drops a mile down onto the ground. In a scene that took a year to make, apparently. <laughs> no, it didn't. That, sure that can't did. be true. <laughs> sure did. Over a year. Why? Because that blood fell through stuff and onto things. I don't know. It took a year. So this blood falls from Luke uh from Luke. Who the hell's Luke? You know what? Could be one of his names. One of his He's got so many. (laughs) It falls from Bruce's hand through a bunch of grates and it lands on a soda bottle. So he shuts down everything that he just fixed again. This factory is real easy to start and stop. Real start and stop. All at a button. Bam. No, there's no repercussions. Shut it down. Uh, They shut it down. He runs down and he finds the blood that's on the conveyor belt. If there was a moment that your heart rate would start going crazy, you think that might be it? Maybe, but he didn't seem that angry. No, he, he didn't even. His watch didn't beep or nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. So he cleans it up off the conveyor belt. Says, hey, start that bad boy up again. Yeah, we're good. I got they, it off the belt. They start it up. And then there's a giant red glob of blood on just a bottle. That, yeah. <laughs> That's somehow, going away. Maybe there was How a do you glare? miss that? Maybe there's a glare. Ah, those banner eyes. Not good. I don't know. Not good. Then these bottles start getting filled up. And now all of a sudden the blood's in the bottle, not on the, not on the outside. And it's mixing with the green liquid and kind of changing the color of the one bottle. But then it's it's somehow back to green. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Packaged up and it's headed to the United States of America. How do we know that? Because there's a, a giant sticker on says, the box. Brazil Aero USA. <laughs> Couldn't have been any more clear. <laughs> that's how you ship things, right? You just. See, John Favreau, that's a lesson in subtlety for you. Yeah, John. You can learn something from Louis. Brazil uh. Aero USA. It'll get there. <laughs> As Bruce is leaving for the day, he sees. A strange Brazilian bald man. And he's... he's Can we name him? I would he doesn't like have a to. name. It would, be, it would make life easier if he had a name. I don't, it would, because we're just... He pops up again. Call him El Creepo. El Creepo. I like it. So El Creepo's here, and he's hitting on Martina. Martina, who is... Who is a character in this movie, apparently. A, a very brief character in this movie. It's like, you know what we need in this scene? <laughs> a woman. A hot Brazilian woman. That's it. We're here. You might as well do it. And they nail it. Solid casting. Yeah, no, they, they got it pretty pretty dead on, I would say. Yeah. So El you know what? To bring to bring Colin Farrell back into it, bullseye. Yeah, bullseye. See what you did there? So El Creepo's hitting on Martina. El Creepo is not really hitting on her so much as sexually harassing her. You couldn't be any more right about that. After all, his name is El Creepo. That's true. His Christian name. <laughs> his God-given name. I'm curious if he actually, actually has a name now. I have. It's probably just going to say... This character does have a name. Oh? It's... Tough guy leader. That's what he's credited as. All right, we're going to call him El Creepo. El Creepo. <laughs> played by Pedro Salvin. Hopefully he's a nice guy. Hopefully. Otherwise, I, I fear he may have gotten typecast. Typecast? We need El Creepo. Yeah. <laughs> so this Bruce guy is, looks like El Creepo. Bruce is walking by, and he sees the sexual harassment going on. He's like, I better not get involved. I don't want to get my heart rate His up. heart rate never gets going through any of this. And I don't I don't know if that says something about Bruce himself. <laughs> 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 is I think this is the point where I question what makes him Hulk out. Is it the heart rate? Because skipping ahead just really quickly, we see later that around 200 beats per minute is when he hulks out. Yep. But the whole thing is, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. 
Well, maybe the heart rate monitor is just a way of showing how his level angry of anger. Maybe I don't know. I, I imagine when you get angry, your heart rate goes up. I would imagine if you ran a little while, your heart rate's gonna go up. Right, but I think he's just using it. He's gonna. You're saying what he's gonna as do? As a he's gonna bust that out. He's angry. He's gonna bust out that sweet like four and a half minute mile because he's Edward Norton's in very good shape in this movie. He absolutely is. He's gonna bust out a real fast mile. You're saying his heart rate's not gonna get up there. What I'm he's saying gonna is- have that runner's high. He's gonna be just in. Just full of adrenaline in in that Nirvana feeling, and he's gonna Hulk out for, and he's not gonna know why. What I'm saying is, would that Hulk be a happy Hulk? He might hit 200 beats per minute, but he will not Hulk out because it's not an anger based heart rate. Does Bruce Banner like sexual harassment? Because it doesn't Hulk out here. Didn't make him that angry. Maybe it makes him angry, but not angry enough. Strike one movie. Maybe he's strike just, one. <laughs> he's very disappointed in El Creepo. Oh god, they're, they they were old buddies. They went to college together. They dormed. El Creepo went his way. <laughs> Scientist Bruce Banner went his. El Creepo, come on, man. I don't You're know. You're better than this. Bruce decides he is going to intervene. He is. He's like, oh, she was pretty. I better go back. I better go back. And he asked her to lunch. He's like, hey, Martina, want to go to lunch? In Portuguese. Right. In Portuguese. Because he learned these words from Grover earlier. Then one thing that Grover likes, uh, the word of the day that he taught him earlier. Hungry. So what does Bruce say? Oh, don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me. When I'm hungry. How the hell did Snickers not dive on this at oh, some point? Oh, seriously. That's brilliant. I think this predates the you're not you when you're hungry I think campaign. you're right, too. But, but they it just shows that no one at Snickers has seen this movie. They should go back and co-opt they it. They really sure. need to. They, you're welcome, Snickers. You are welcome. Yeah, we'll take that sponsorship in, I don't know, Snickers bars. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> or M&M's. Also good. I like them. Make them green. Make Snickers, them just the green ones. Strictly Snickers green. Snickers part of M&M's Mars? I can't, I can't remember. I don't know the breakdown. M&M's, you're on blast now, too. Yeah, M&M's. <laughs> what have you done lately? Martina's going to go to lunch with him, I guess. Is she? I don't know. I don't know. They walk away together. They do. And then Bruce buys a flower on the black market. He does. He gets that black market flower. Because <laughs> everybody knows. From that black hat florist or whatever he is. I don't know. <laughs> in, in Brazil, if you want to buy flowers, you better have the connect. He uh, goes back to his house, Yep, gets on the computer, and starts talking on AOL Instant Messenger to Mr. Blue. <laughs> Mr. Blue. Whoa, this is so boring. <laughs> it's not that bad. You watch these it's two guys and type back and forth to each other. I remember being in like eighth grade or what, maybe even younger than that, where you're at your buddy's house, and your buddy's like talking to a girl, and your guys are doing it together and stuff like that. You're doing like your your status, your away status. Oh, your away message. You're trying to make it real funny and clever. Yep. This is so boring watching it. What did we do as kids? Why were we doing this stuff? It was fine. This? Yeah. Their way of communication? Yeah. What else do you want? Oh, I have no idea. They had to- they had I have to no idea. Hide Mr. Blue's when you identity. Ask that question. They had to, I guess. Why? Is he a real really famous actor? To. I don't know. When he gets revealed? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I've literally never heard of him. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. The, they would have spoiled that he wears blue. Okay. Uh, Mr. Blue tells me he can create an antidote using black market flower. Black market flower makes the antidote. Uh, he Maybe. uses the whole thing and uh, the antidote it, briefly works. It works. And then it, it catches, doesn't. It holds. And then his blood cells hulk out. And his blood cells go to 200 beats per minute. <laughs> I guess his blood cells get angry. <laughs> All right. I see your point. I don't get it. Did Favreau direct this scene? get it. No. No, Favreau. Yeah, Favreau, you directed it. Are you hiding something? 
That scene ends. That scene just ends. He's got a bicycle centrifuge, which I'm a big fan of. What's that? It's a centrifuge, but he built it out of a bike. Oh, okay. So he just pedals and it spins it around, and that's fun. That's kind of neat. I thought you were talking about something like actually cool. No. Okay. I mean, he's got a makeshift lab here because he's on the run in Brazil. He's got his fun little pop-out satellite dish. Yeah. Which is neat. It is very neat. Puts up his away status on his aim. That says, that says, BRB bros, do, BRB. do science now? Okay, cool. BRB, do science. <laughs> Mr. Blue, you can text me. GG nubs. Text. <laughs> also, he has a photo of Betty. Elizabeth. He has right. a photo of Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Ross. And it's like a newspaper cutout, and he puts that, and I guess that helps him do science. Interesting that he doesn't have an actual photo of her. Nope. Cut it out of a newspaper. Cut it out of, well, maybe he ran out so quick that he couldn't. Do you think he, like, when he started talking to Mr. Blue, he typed ASL? I don't think it was relevant. He knew it was a mister and old enough to be a scientist. The A and the L. L. Still missing. L is probably important. He probably asked at least L. Okay. Well, he must have because he does send his blood to New York, New York. That's true. Right so after. he would have had to so add. he must know. To Look at that. Mr. Blue. Look L. at that. What's old becomes new again. Do you think uh, Do you think Mr. Blue had like one of those badass buddy icons? Probably. And it was just him with a, it was actually Beaker from the Muppets. Yep. Holding two Beakers. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's go to the Pentagon. We have to keep talking about this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we meet General Thaddeus Ross. He looks familiar from the credits. Sure does. Looked like a man who tried to stop something and couldn't. Could have, maybe. He is receiving a report from his chief assistant, Major Kathleen Spar, who is a character. In Didn't know she movie. had a name? Didn't know she had a name in this she movie. She might not have. Do you think it was like one of those afterthoughts? It might have been like, it might have been like, let's give her a name from somebody from the comics. Or maybe she's supposed to be somebody. I don't even know if this is a character from the comics, to be honest. I have no idea. Anyway, old man in Ohio got this Brazilian soda and unfortunate things befell him. Do you know who that old man was? It was Mr. Stan Lee. Mr. Stan Lee. At this, oh, oh, well, the uh, unfortunate Brazilian beverage drinker, old man, he drinks it and he dies. Just instantly. I feel like that they, uh, they're taking, uh, taking something away from us here. Because yeah. normally this is where I'd ask you if this Stanley got snapped. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Also, I want to apologize to all the people who don't understand what I mean when I say that uh, someone's getting snapped. Some of you get it. Some of you don't. We're not very specific about it. <laughs> if you don't get it, you should get it by now. I think you should. I feel like you should definitely get it by now. I think you should. Uh, there's enough spoilers in this that we don't feel bad about spoiling some of this stuff. Because, no. you know, 10 years later, you should have seen it by now. I agree. This Stanley, no need to get snapped. No, no need for it. Saved him. He did. He got saved from the snap. He's going to be actually a human pile of flesh. I and say not he a, did. Uh, not a uh, pile of ash or dust. He doesn't get dusted. Do you think dead bodies get snapped? Is there a reason for it? Me and you have had this conversation off mic of, I don't know, because that would mean that I guess there's a way of determining what's alive and what's not alive. Mm, but things true. that get snapped is it takes away half the life in the universe. Do you consider animals and trees and shit like that to be part of right. life also? They never said if it was intelligent life. They just said life. Just life in general. So I don't know. How upset would you be if your puppy got snapped and you were still there? Just watching it? I don't want to think about it. It would just be like you're walking it on and then the leash just oh, falls stop. to the ground. No. <laughs> Fort Johnson Everglades. <laughs> I don't want to think about snapped puppies anymore. We're introduced to Emil Blonsky. We sure are. He flies in on a helicopter. A uh, helicopter. This they... is our first our first incident of helicopter in, a, in this movie. <laughs> they say something about him being Russian. Yeah. There. He's he's Russian. 
in yeah, America. Rush, it was Russian born, born American trained. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. There's a bunch of guys who look like they're out of a modern day Top Gun. It's very serious. Standing on the ground wearing just their black tanks and sunglasses. Yep. Uh, oh, also there's uh, General Joseph Greller. He's in the movie for this there's scene. There's a guy in the movie. Another random character. They named him, so. <laughs> he must be important. I don't know. He must show up. I don't up. know. In let's a deleted just, scene I want to get I want to get away from this scene. I want to move on. Let's go Bruce, back to Brazil. Let's go back to Brazil and he keeps talking on AIM. <laughs> yeah, well, Mr. Blue's got some questions. And he just keeps talking on AIM and staring at his cutout newspaper of of Elizabeth Ross. Well, I'm excited. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I need your blood. I got to I got to see your blood if I'm going to test this They're stuff gonna out. They're going to send he sends his blood to New York. Carefully. Very carefully. He's very careful about his blood. His death blood. His Green blood. It's already claimed one life. And because of this one life claim, they track the soda, I guess, back to Brazil. They figure out, oh, he drank soda, and that soda was made in Brazil. That must be- And it was made of Hulk blood, because we know what this is. Bob David Banner is. My question to you is, how do they track this blood from this soda bottle to Brazil? I get that the soda is there, but how do they know that it's related to Hulk blood? It's probably- Because- He probably died of gamma radiation. You think so? So they just assumed- that's the only thing that would make any sense. It's, yeah. Because the other, only, ex, well, the only other. What? Do you need John Favreau to come explain it to you? Maybe. I might need it. I need a heavy handed explanation. John. Somebody tell me what's happening Come on happening over, John. Here. So not only did they find <laughs> the factory that this soda was manufactured, they somehow also narrowed down. This that Bruce Banner must work there. <laughs> Bruce Banner works there. And his address. That's a lot working out. That's a, lot, That's a of, lot working out. A lot of dumb luck. <laughs> so the army's going to start hunting Bruce Banner. Sure are. And just do that. Oh, no. I just realized something that's about to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to stick a camera underneath his door. Yeah. And his dog, Rick's not going to like that. No, the dog doesn't care for that at all. So they decide that they need to get rid of the dog. But to do that, they're going to blow the hell out of this door. <laughs> you got to blow up the door. Hopefully that doesn't wake up the guy. The guy sleeping in there. That we're supposed who to is tranquilize. to get angry and turn into a big green monster. They don't know that, though. They don't know that. They don't know that little detail. They just know they have to go in, trank him, and bring him, bring him, bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him home. They blow the door open, and they shoot a ton of tranquilizer darks at the bed. Got him. No, they don't. Maybe. It ain't him. It's not him. It's not him. They also shoot, turns out to just be pillows. Shoot a tranquilizer and a little red. <laughs> and they shoot. So, uh, Emil Blonsky's walking through and he's very angry that uh, Bruce Banner has eluded them and the dog's barking and he just goes and tranks the dog. That's how you know he's the bad guy. That's how you know. Oh, did he shoot a dog? Probably the bad guy. Man, we're not doing great with dogs right now. No. We've talked about dogs getting snapped, dogs getting tranked. I actually wrote in my in my notes at this very moment in the movie, I just wrote, dick. <laughs> All right. That's pretty fair. <laughs> they whip off the cover. See, it's just pillows. Yep. Bruce has run away. He's done the old Bueller. And he's wearing, I mean, I thought he blended in brilliantly. Uh, yeah. In his bright red sweatshirt. Bright red sweatshirt <laughs> and baseball cap. That is how you. Uh, man, if you want to go hide, <laughs> that's it. But what do you You think? dress like Elliot from E.T. They were riding a bicycle across the moon. black. Probably. Oh, man, you got me. We're in this, we're in this, the streets of Rio here in this favela. I don't understand how he bumps into these guys that quickly. He yeah. bumps. He makes eye contact with Blonsky more or less seconds later. Well, he was outside. hiding in his neighbor Martina's apartment. Martina's his neighbor. Martina lives below him, apparently. Bet he wishes she was below him. Hey-oh. He just wanted lunch. 
<laughs> he knew what he was saying about being hungry. <laughs> Goodness. Keep him fed and he'll be happy. That's exactly. It actually turns out that this was a an elongated Snickers commercial. Definitely. And that this was Edward Norton being an angry person. And after he bites the Snickers bar, this is a deleted scene. After he bites the Snickers bar, he actually turns into just a regular old Brazilian boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just a fever dream for hanger. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go parkour. Parkour. Just running through the streets. This he's getting is a chased fun by. chase scene. It's a chase scene. Yeah. It's a fun chase scene. I do like the shot where you're on the helicopter looking at like the favela and you see in the distance he's running in his red shirt. Yeah. It's, it's a nice shot. Uh, Wouldn't have been able to see it as well if it was a different color. You're right. You're right. So cinematography win. <laughs> and an incognito loss. Yep. So we had Cheerios and Superman. Here he's going to hide behind Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> they have that in Brazil. Yeah, even though they don't make a it soda at that company. Coke, All right. Coke doesn't make a bright green beverage in 2008. No, they should. They should have tied did, in. When did Surge get discontinued? That's a great question, actually. It's back, but. Probably 2006 ish. Probably just in time for them to be like, ah, damn it, we can't use Surge. Well, they could have gone like Mellow Yellow or Mountain Dew or even or something well, like Mountain that. Mountain Dew's Pepsi. That's true. Mm. Oof. Sprite remix. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> I don't understand how he's been running flat out. For a long ass time, and he's his heart rate not that bad. Well, he's a marathon runner. Apparently, as we never learned. Jason Bourne openly talks about how far, how far, and how fast he can run before. It's a different then, universe. It's a universe that has Matt Damon. We need a Matt Damon. We'll get him eventually in the MCU. You're right. <laughs> Wasted. Bruce is gonna hide in the factory that works, and before that, he bumps into El Creepo again. El Creepo and his buddies. Sure does. Then he goes hides in the factory. El Creepo knows the factory pretty well. His buddies know the factory pretty well because they presumably they work, work there, there as well. And they're going to beat up old Brucey Banner. Yeah, they, they're going to try. He says, you don't want to do this. No. Nope. We hear, we hear that heart rate thing very bad. going wild on his wrist. It's going wild. Which I presume leads these these army guys to his location also. Because the beeper? Or they see El Creepo's gang and follow them because I guess they know that he's- The army guys get there somehow. Flimsy. Doesn't but matter. <laughs> The watch hits 200 beats per minute, and Edward Norton gives us a look at the camera. Do you think El Creepo was going to kill him? I don't know. That would make work awfully awkward on Monday. It would, especially when a machine goes down. And right. they ask for Joe Fixit. And Where, Joe Fixit. Where's Joe Fixit? Oh, he's dead. He's dead. El Creepo has, has laying killed laying on him. the floor of the factory. It's not a sanitary work condition. <laughs> it's, it's not. There's blood everywhere, apparently. <laughs> it's killing old men in Ohio. Like I was saying, it goes 200 beats per minute. That's like your 88 miles per hour DeLorean moment where he just yep. suddenly becomes Hulk. That's, he looks up at the camera, his eyes are all green. It's awesome. It is awesome. Little, really little big fan of that back shot. to the, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, of the 70s. At this point, one of El Creepo's guys gets tranked. Sure does. That's when the army's there. That's how That's we know their the move. army's there. They have tranquilizer snipers. Yeah. Pretty I good. Didn't, didn't know they made those. I didn't know either. It must fly pretty funny. I don't pretty, know. Pretty I don't know neat. how stuff works. I don't know. It's better. Maybe. What if he just had like a... Like a blow dart. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would that have been? <laughs> Doesn't matter. We see a giant being in the shadows hiding and throwing things and throwing people and being and all strong radio, and mighty. And on the radio, General Ross is like, no more tranquilizers. Switch to bullets, you guys. Yep. And he go, they go into full kill mode. Nothing works. And this whole time, they're just hiding what we know is there. Right. They're doing. They're being very, very coy. Very. It's we. With this movie's called guy. The Incredible Hulk. We know what this is. We know. Why are we happen. hiding it? Are we hiding the giant reveal? Well, to be fair, we knew the name of the movie Jaws too. 
Jaws 2? No, just Jaws. Oh, okay. Also. <laughs> that was a total... All right, so you're saying that the CGI Hulk didn't work when they were filming it on the day, and that's why they had to hide it? Yeah. So that's, that's what they did with Jaws. <laughs> Jaws never worked. They hit it. Made the movie much better. Yeah, there's no reason for it. None. But... They hide it for a good, like, three minutes, yeah. too. It's a long time. And at one point, they show his foot. They're like, oh, that's his foot. Yeah, there is that one cool There's that one cool shot where there's the explosion in the background, and you see the giant Hulk in the fire. In the silhouette. It's pretty awesome. It's awesome. It doesn't matter. I think maybe they were just like, oh, bet you can't wait to see how much he looks like Edward Norton. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, we, we dropped the ball, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder whose face they modeled that on. I feel like it's like a- Maybe Hulk from the comics? Maybe. I don't know, but it, it doesn't- You know what? It's actually not that far off from that, I feel like, in my mind, at least. It's got the, like the square head. Yeah. He's got really great teeth. He sure does. Really great teeth. Ed Norton must have a great dentist. He must. Or the Hulk. Or David Great Banner. orthodontist. Or the Hulk. Yeah. Could you imagine working on the Hulk? <laughs> this might bleed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> have you been flossing? <laughs> So, you know, like a lot of dentists now have Apparently, like Hulk Netflix like playing. Strong man. Like they have like a Netflix or a Hulu thing playing like in front of you. Yeah. What do you think the Hulk watches when he's at the dentist? Yeah, I'm trying to do anything I can to not talk about this movie right now. It's, uh, I think he watches 1978 The Hulk. Just Ferrigno? Or going wild? Biting a bear? Portuguese Sesame Street. The Hulk is learning Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? How <laughs> do you say smash in Portuguese? Should have looked that one up. Uh, we see the Hulk. We see him. He throws he's, a forklift at Blonsky. Sure does. No surprise, he's big and green. Like it was they a softball. It. That's what Blonsky says later, yeah. He threw a forklift truck like it was a softball. I like that he calls it a forklift lift truck. Yes. Like, uh, like a Russian would. Yes. An American would just call it a forklift. But just like that, Banner's going to wake up. Yep. And he wakes up in front of a very nice waterfall, presumably in Fern Gully. Ross and Spar. That's where it was in my head. He was in Fern Gully. Fern, oh, definitely Fern Gully. Oh. Ross and Spar are going through his apartment. Yeah, they figured out where he is. They also, that, they find his computer. Yeah, they find his picture of Elizabeth. It's important. They figured out everything about him. I guess that they know it's I that guess. he's the Hulk, the Hulk man. Sure. And then, uh, I think they already knew that. Yeah. When he's out in the wild, when after Bruce woke up, he walks to a truck. Zero days without incident. zero days without incident. You know, it's the next day. And Very he's got important. his big. He's got his pants on. Just no big, shirt or anything like that. He's holding up pants. these pants and. He finds a truck and he starts talking Portuguese to the truck driver. Like, I don't know what you're saying, man. It's because you want to know why? You're not, you're not in Brazil anymore, you're man. Brazil. You ran all the way to Guatemala. <laughs> Guatemala? How did I get here? Uh, hitches a ride to... Mexico. Question mark? Just hitches a ride. <laughs> we have a fun montage here. He's going to end up in Mexico at some point. Fun montage. Yeah, he buys... Uh, uh, yeah. We have the Hulk theme from 1978, the Sad, sad Hulk. Sad Hulk. We sure playing. do. And I enjoy it. And I... I don't have a feeling. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I love it. I don't. I love it. Craig Hackett Armstrong. Nope. He, uh, why aren't you saying the F word? Because he's not Danny Elfman or John Williams or anyone else. Ramin? Ramin, Ramin Jawadi? Ramin fucking Jawadi? <laughs> he's just Craig. Just old Craigy. Craig something Armstrong. Do you think they got a guy named Armstrong because the Hulk's strong man with strong arms? Oh, maybe. Do you know, um, Craig Armstrong did the did the whole score, and uh, Louis was like, "Oh, I really like this. You should put out. A, we should do it on a double album. Why <laughs> double album for this movie?" And uh, Craig thought that he was joking until he went to hand it over to Marvel, and they were like, "Where's the second disc? What the hell?" And he's like, "Oh, you guys were for real. You want a double album of this nonsense <laughs> of these dark ominous tones?" <laughs> <laughs> 
So Blonsky finally gets a, an answer out of Ross. Sure. He's like, hey, what's what was that thing? And he explains that in World War II, there was a special program being worked on to give Americans the edge. Yep. Something of a super soldier serum. We are in a connected universe. This connection hasn't even been made yet. No, it hasn't. I really liked when they said this. It, was, it, it made was me very happy. Nice enough that it was expanding the universe, but subtle enough that it didn't detract from the movie. Yeah. It was it was a good way of building the universe. I would say that's a full-blown wink. Ding. There's a Mexico montage of Bruce buying stuff with money. With, somehow. I don't know how he got money. He's doing things. I don't know how he got to Mexico. He tries to buy pants, stretchy pants. They have to be stretchy because he hulks out. Oh, well, yeah. And does, then he pulls up to a lady's bottom. <laughs> rude. <laughs> Very rudely. So rude. Bruce Manor, sexual harassment. Fit this care. lady? Well, they'll probably fit me then when I become the Hulk. He's he's insinuating that that lady's waist is the same size as a nine-foot, 650-pound yeah. green monster. Yeah. While he's in Mexico, he's sleeping on the streets and all that stuff. Uh, we see a PTSD flashback Presumably. at one point. Where he's imagining the army firing at him. Yep. Does Hulk and Bruce share memories here? Because it's a. It's it must kind be of, on some sort of deep level. It has to be because some they're kind talking of subconscious. Yeah, they're talking about how like he wakes up elsewhere and he doesn't know where he is. So it makes you think like, no, they don't have right that right. But then this they don't hints have that full cognition. But yeah, this getting, hints that they do. They're getting little sparks here and there. I guess. Uh, Blonsky tells Ross that he's like, man, I'm. 39 years old. You look 45. If I- Or whatever. Uh, I don't whatever know. Lines. It was all lines that, that Zach Penn wrote. How old are you? 39? It shows. Zach Penn. I want to get into Zach Penn. Zach well, yes. Penn wrote this movie, because now you just brought up a great- The lines in this? Not great. No. <laughs> uh, no. Zach Penn has, at this point, written Last Action Hero. It's great. It's great. Don't care what anyone else says. Uh, that's the first thing he wrote. He's written X-Men 2. Yep. He wrote Elektra. We, yep. <laughs> Goo. <Ooh. laughs> Road Fantastic Four video game. So there's that. Oh. <laughs> what also, could have a better script than Fantastic He also wrote Fantastic the screenplay Four. for Inspector Gadget. Boom, ba ba doom Did X-Men The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say the most notably, he just recently did Ready Player One. Most notably, he wrote the story for The Avengers. Yeah, that's... Um, so this guy's capable of writing. Capable. What happened here? Uh... Who knows? Because this makes it feel like he's collecting a paycheck. It felt like it. And um, Edward Norton also did some rewrites. Why? Why? He's the actor. Why? Why is he rewriting this? Uh, because that was one of the things. He's a big fan of the Hulk, apparently. And Just like Ben things... Affleck was a big fan of Daredevil? Probably. It's probably actually a fan instead of just saying it for press, <laughs> like like Ben probably did. Probably, I feel like when Ben Affleck said, I'm a big fan of Daredevil, they're like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite part? You're like, oh, when he jumped the motorcycle over the canyon. <laughs> you know, the blind one. <laughs> what? Who? I don't know. <laughs> Daredevil? Batman? Batman's blind, right? Uses echolocation like a bat? That's, like a bat. Yeah. Like a Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy with the cape and all the fancy toys. <laughs> and he can't be around garlic, right? That guy. The guy with the fancy <laughs> toys, that's Daredevil, right? Because he's always doing all the high adrenaline. Anywho. Edward Norton. Edward Norton did a full rewrite of this movie, and they used so little of it. <laughs> did they shoot it all, or did they just? I not? think they shot a lot of it just to make it because ha- there to were make about happy. seventy minutes of this movie that got cut. That's a lot of movie. <laughs> it's kind of insane, actually. That's a third of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I guess he didn't get a writer's credit because the the writers guild decided that he didn't change enough of the movie to deserve a credit. 
Whereas most of the stuff he, he didn't did, change it up the final cut. Yeah. Okay. I guess a lot of the stuff that he did was dialogue based and motivation based because he was brought on so late in the process. They had already started principal photography. They had already had all their sets. So he was kind of stuck in and everything like that. So he's kind so, of walking into like a Dick Donner Superman area here. Yeah. Where this movie's ready to go right now. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he tried the best he could to save it, the script wise. Well, we're never going to know. I hope there's like an Edward Norton oh, cut out there. Be amazing. Just to see. I would love to see it. But yeah, the Writers Guild of America was like, I guess when they look at the way something is, it's, they, they stick to like, their writing credits really, they, they base it off of story structure, scenes, and that yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. and not so much on dialogue. Correct. But I could just see like the, the first scene of where, not even the first scene, but you see like him and Thaddeus Ross having a face-off, face-to-face, gets caught. I imagine Bruce got caught at some point. One would imagine. Doesn't matter. We'll go back to it. There's originally a suicide scene to open the movie. Attempted. Was it written by Brad Bird? Uh, I believe it was written by Ed Norton. <laughs> where he was supposed to, Bruce Banner was supposed to try, attempt to commit suicide in the Arctic, of all places. Why? Uh, why not? The Arctic. Steve Rogers is frozen there. Steve Rogers is frozen there. There was going to be a little Easter egg of him in the ice. Oh, man. After he hulks out and, and survives. Oh, man. But they cut it because they thought it was too dark. Better movie. Too dark for a PG-13 movie. Doesn't matter about the darkness. Matter about what's interesting. Right. Going back to it. You know, let's just. Uh, Blonsky's like, I'd love to have. I'd love to know what I know now and have my body from 20 years ago. And sure. Ross, Ross is like, I could probably arrange something like I that. I got you. With that sly grin that says, oh, we're going to make you into a supervillain. While this is happening, Bruce is walking from Mexico to Virginia. Sure is. To Culver University. 17 days without incident. So he went from Mexico to, or no, he went from Guatemala. From Guatemala to, to Virginia. Virginia. In 17 days with nothing. No, no money. anything. No money, no anything. But again, we don't know if he had an incident in between this and the counter restarted. For all we know, it could be a year later. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's a bold stretch. He's still got a cut in his cheek. He does all this. I don't think Hulk heal, heal very well at all. Which is weird because I thought that was one of the things that happened. I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He is looking for information on himself to send to Mr. Blue. Sure is. So he knows all the details and can develop a cure for him. So you want to know he's going to do that? Ow. He's going to meet a wise old pizza man. A wise old <laughs> pizza man. First, he's going to spy on Betty. From, it's not her name. It is. <laughs> She's still Elizabeth in this. It's totally her name. She's still Elizabeth. I'm going to prove you wrong on this. Somehow. I hope you do. I sincerely hope someone proves me wrong on this. Probably is going to have to watch the movie again. Yeah, that's. Do it. So who's the real loser here? <laughs> he's going to. Yeah, he spies on Elizabeth Ross from a distance. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, he's the. the Pizza God. I don't know what he is. He's just an old man who makes pizza. Ty Burrell. Not the pizza oh, guy, shit. but Ty Burrell. Um, America's greatest TV dad makes an appearance as Elizabeth Ross's new love interest. It's Ty Burrell. Is he the greatest? Phil Dunphy? Phil Dunphy's good. Is he the greatest? Yeah, he's the greatest. On record. Greatest on TV record. dad It's on record. Ever. On record. Al Bundy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Pretty good, though. He's not bad. No. Greatest TV dad, Ty Burrell. He, uh, uh, but but what about uh, Corey Matthews' father? In Boy Meets World? Yeah. He's okay. He's a pretty good TV dad. I don't know. Yeah. If uh, anything, I would put uh, the uncle in, in Fresh Prince higher than, than that. He's a good dad. Yeah. He is a really good dad. Uncle Phil. So old wise man pizza thing. He goes and talks to, Bruce goes and talks to old man and they talk about 
whatever whatever they talk about. Doesn't matter. Says he needs a job. Fine. Bruce has a plan, I guess, to break in to the campus he to sure get does. information. He's going to break in. So he, he just he gets a job as a delivery boy. Yep. A pizza delivery boy. And we're going to bribe some people with pizzas. Yeah. One who's going to bribe? Who? That security guard. Oh, is it just any? It's probably just any security guard. Some no name. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Is there something in your eye there? I can't stop winking. I just can't stop winking. Security guard is Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yep. If you're going to have Lou Ferrigno in this movie, this is probably the best place for him. Probably. As a pizza-loving guard. Hey, speaking of which, Paul Souls, who plays that that pizza uh, old pizza guy, yep. he was the voice of Bruce Banner in the 1966 Hulk animated well, Of series. course he was. Because every single little part in this movie is a cameo of some sort. Holy hell. Okay. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Ty what Bur- else is what else is from Ty Burrell's stepfather or uncle or whatever? He, where did he play the Hulk? Well, no, I'm just saying Ty, oh. Bur- Ty Burrell was, was Betty's boyfriend. We never actually said that. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty important. It makes it makes Banner all sad. Yeah, so Banner- Which he, has he no bribes, effect on his heart rate. Bribes for, <laughs> he bribes Ferrigno with, uh, with, pizza, with pizza. And he goes in, onto a, just a normal old computer in the computer lab. We get a Martin Starr. We do get a Martin Starr. It's pretty cool. Martin Starr is there because Shauna Robertson, who is Norton's wife, was sure. a producer on Knocked Up. And she, and he was like, hey, let's get one of the Knocked Up guys in here. So they're like, Jason Segel? He's like, no. No, no, no. Jonah Hill? No, they got Pink Eye. Nah. Seth Rogen? Nah. No, he got Pink Eye too. Could fart in pillows. So they got Martin Starr. Because he's just really high. He's got pizza now. And he's yes. a happy boy. And he's on a computer, just like Guilfoyle, Silicon Valley. Great show. Great show. I'd rather, rather be watching that right now. So he's on the computer looking for information on himself and the experiment that happened there years prior? Question mark? Unknown timeline earlier? Yeah, maybe. Okay. There's nothing. He doesn't exist as far as his computer's concerned. He never even worked there. Not going to get that, that pension then. So now he's got to tell He's got to tell Mr. Blue, uh, I got nothing. So he signs on to AIM. His yep. password? Password. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's probably a password. He takes off his three doors down lyrics away message. They were big in then, right? Or is that even earlier? I don't know where we are 2008? anymore. 2008? I don't know where we are anymore. Were you listening to three doors down in 2008? <laughs> no one should have been. No one should be listening to them now. Or previously before that. It doesn't matter. I don't even know where we are in this movie anymore because things are just happening. Bruce goes back to the pizza shop. Yeah. To pack up his stuff and get out of there because- After he doesn't get the data. Because his data is After not there. After that whole useless thing is there. So now I guess he's going to go back on the lamb? I don't know. What's he doing? I can tell you what he's doing. Betty and Samson show up at the pizza shop. Samson played by TV's greatest dad, Ty Burrell. Yes. Samson, by the way. Hulk villain. You're kidding me. In the future. He's got green hair. And it does the whole the whole Bible thing where his hair is his power and whatever. His hair makes him strong, like Samson from the Bible. How convenient that that's his last name. I can't see Ty Burrell being mean. I also can't see him with long green hair. No, that too. <laughs> Apparently, he really wanted to play the part. So, okay. Because eh. <laughs> they were laying down a lot of tracks for future Hulk movies, which... They're <laughs> <laughs> really bold here. <laughs> Ooh, bad news, Bruce. Yeah, because, you know, Transporter 3 really took off. <laughs> so Betty and Samson show up at the pizza place as it's closing, and this guy just lets him in because that's his, that's his shtick. He's he like, did oh, that with Bruce earlier, too. Closing. He just let him in. Come on in. That's my thing. So Elizabeth Ross and Samson are in there. Leonard Samson. And uh, Bruce is just going to walk into a room without, without looking, first. looking first. He's on. He's hiding out hiding in a place that he's him. known yeah. to go to whenever, I don't know, that or his girlfriend was known to go to. To be fair, it was supposed to be closed. Not wrong. I mean. You're not wrong. 
white hair guy. Either way, she Stanley? looks around. Stanley had just gone and closed the shop as, yeah. as far as he knew. He goes, she goes and looks around her shoulder and sees the door flapping, so she knows someone was there. It wasn't just a mirage. She saw a she face. She goes out and, and she Bruce. She recognized Bruce. And Leonard's mid-sentence, and she doesn't care. No, nope. she's rude. She's, she's very rude. rude. She doesn't love him. No. She's poor, still pining for, poor him, Samson. for a green man from her past. Poor Samson. I can see why he becomes a villain. Yeah, no, I get it. Oh, also, he's a psychiatrist. Is he? A very good one, allegedly. I okay. I don't know where we find that out, but. That just said. We do. Okay. Well. It's probably when they're walking in the restaurant, like, oh, but you at your psychology Doesn't job. matter, because Bruce is going to hide behind a dumpster. It and, sure is. And, and the one place she Liv didn't Liv Tyler look. has no idea. She's just the outside. Most obvious hiding place and then, in the alley. That's not no, where she and then checks. Bruce is going to go walk down a street. And yeah, she's gonna... somehow Elizabeth Ross finds him. Amazing. <laughs> Seconds later. Can't find him in the, by dumpster. the dumpster. 10 feet away, but finds him a half walking mile down, down the, the street. road. Walking and, down the oh, street. It's raining now. And who the hell put her in white while it's raining? Brian's digging through notes right now. I'm going to take this one from you because I assume you're looking up Mark Stephen Johnson's name. Mark Stephen Johnson. Because he's a goddamn creep. <laughs> Mark Stephen Johnson, definitely. Mark Stephen Johnson, the OG El Creepo. <laughs> El Creepo Uno. So we get that we get that convenient comic book movie rain during the, yep. the romantic run to each other and hold each other scene. Yep. Get a little bit of some Craig Flippin' Armstrong here. So yeah, they go you'd... back to Dr. Ross's house, and uh, she had the dad all along. Yeah, she had it on a little thumb drive. Isn't little, that nice? A little sand disk thumb drive, flash drive, USB, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, apparently Bruce knows that uh, General Ross wants to make whatever happened to him. He wants to weaponize that. He wants to weaponize it. So that's uh, that's bad. That's bad. We don't want that. No, it's a lot of big green men. <laughs> Do you think they turn different colors? Do you think it's just he turns green? Do you think, I think that, they probably turn different colors? Like you're gonna have a big orange man as as evidence. Big red man. The uh, big brown man. Just whatever. The, the the comic book. Yeah, they probably all have different colors based on their personality. That'd be interesting to say. Bruce like Banner's, Care Bears. They're Bruce, like Care Bears. They've just more different of a green. Things. Apparently, she lives there with Leonard. Oh, I didn't know Leonard lived yeah. there. Yeah. How long were they separated for? We still no. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's a good question. Why didn't Leonard just come home? Where did Leonard get home? Where did Leonard go? He's still sitting During in the pizza these place. Scenes where his his girlfriend and this new stranger are in his house. New old stranger. New old stranger. I don't know. General Ross is going to get the super serum out of the thing. That's where we cut to, and he's using these big tongs, and he's trying to get this glass cylinder out. Very awkwardly. <laughs> Fine. It's wobbling all over the place. Production design fail all around here. Just, yeah. <laughs> Earn his paycheck that day. And big old long needles. Oh, they're so long. Right into Blonsky's neck. And they spine. openly tell him that they're yeah, they're gonna put the super serum into Blonsky. They openly tell him that it's gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. Why not just, you know, numb it? Just yeah. Numb it. Oh, well, I mean, I feel like once you start injecting things into the spinal column, there's not much you can do for them. Probably numbing. not much, but there's probably something. Especially when you're trying to rush it. Give an epidural. Like a, it didn't seem like they had the facilities to do it. It seemed like they had all the time in the world to do it, and they chose not to take all the time in the world. It almost looked like they did this in like the place where Joker has his bandaged face <laughs> on like the back alley there. <laughs> Why did they just you know do it properly? I don't know. Blonsky was in a hurry. He wanted to feel twenty years younger. Blonsky gets all these big needles. Big needles. He yells into the camera. Next day, Bruce and Betty are walking around the college campus. Out in the open. He's hiding. Yep. He's in hiding, but he's walking around <laughs> college campus. The place he was known he to go to. He used to work at oh, with on. the girl he used to date. Who's going to know they're there? Uh, also, the army? The, ar- the answer is the army. Yeah. Well, the I whole army. The entire government. <laughs> it's because S.H.I.E.L.D. caught his little uh, message that he sent to Mr. Blue. Right. 
shield intercepted it somehow. And they're like, oh, he's exactly where we thought he would go. That's where everyone thought he would go. You don't need to be shielded. To, to, you don't need to capture messages. I think it was just a way to get out. shield into the movie. Fine. They did it. And now we get another chase scene, kind of. We sort of do. We get Ed Norton eating a flash drive. That was fun. Oh, we definitely downed that thing. Rolled. That's Kobayashi. Yeah. No gag reflex on the Hulk. None. None at all. None at all. Uh, he's going to run into a building, and he's going to get trapped in this in this glass nice case of emotion. Glass case of emotion. <laughs> and he's exactly surrounded by, on both sides, army people who are not firing tranks at him. Nope. At all. And he's just staring at his watch. Holding it. Staring at his watch, he's looking like, at that heartbeat go wild. Oh, this is going to get bad. They shoot, they shoot uh, smoke grenades at him. Yep. Uh, all the while. Why? Uh, dramatic effect? Dramatic I don't, effect. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> they didn't want to show him actually turning into the Hulk, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth's going to stop a tank. Yeah, she is. She's she going to stand in front of it. Full Tiananmen Square on it. Absolutely. And then she yells, come on out. And then no one comes out. And she goes, Dad! Oh! oh! You mean of the- Oh, because General Ross is her dad. Because General yeah. Ross. Betty Ross. I don't get it. I still don't get it. There's only there's a silent letter in there somewhere. There has to be. There's only four characters in this movie. Two of them have the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so, all right. They, they smoke out. They smoke out Bruce Banner. Blonsky can run now. Really? Yeah, he's so fast. fast. Real fast. He's so fast. Did they make him 20 years younger or did they make him a super soldier? I don't. They somewhere, make it seem like somewhere between both, but he is so fast. He's very fast. Which leads me to this question. If he's a super soldier now, what would happen if he had to fight Captain America? He gets his ass kicked. You think so? Yeah. He's not a full super soldier. Why do you say that? Because they still haven't been able to perfect the, the serum. They only got it right, right the one time. And In that was on Captain Rogers. 60 years ago, yeah. Yeah. They did a pretty good job then. Are you saying they didn't progress this thing at all in 60 years? No. After they knew they got it right the first time? They Because well, that's not usually how government R&D works. Well, you'll note that after they get it right that one time, all of the things go away because Hydra's there and they blow up the whole thing. Yeah. So you're saying it went away because it was destroyed. It was destroyed. But then they clearly still have it. Well, they have what they think is a working version of it. But they've also been testing this since at least Banner turned into the Hulk. Which is an which unknown is amount of time earlier. Some <laughs> amount of time before this. My question, that I just don't understand the timeline of any of this because... How does how does the government have this super serum in the Steve Rogers World War II time, but now they they say they lost it, but they sort of have it now? How are they not capable of putting this thing back together with modern technology now when we're so much more advanced? That's the mystery of comic books, Dave. There can only be one Captain America. Well, at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce gonna hulk out in this giant yeah. glass room. And, just and guess what we out. see? Nothing. None of it, because he doesn't smoke. <laughs> we see the giant smoke monster from Lost. And we a, sure do. And a silhouette. And he breaks out of this of glass. Big, scary green guy. And he's gonna, go, he's gonna go fuck up some tanks. And he's gonna fuck up some tanks, because <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, don't understand why they didn't evacuate the school at all. This seems extremely dangerous. Yeah, you would think that they'd be like, students, get out of here. We got government yep. and, and army guys and a big, scary green monster. A lot of funvies. A lot of fun Vs. So many fun Vs. Yeah, he actually takes a fun V, smashes that sucker up. Sure does. And what really annoyed me about watching this is, I'm going to go back to The Incredibles really quickly here, is in one of the making of videos that I watched on The Incredibles, they talked about how difficult it was to show that these things in the world had weight. 
This Funvi has no weight to it at all. I'm going to say it's because the Hulk is, is a that lot strong? stronger than Mr. Incredible. Would you say that the Hulk, if he were flying, could hold a woman by the fingertips while she's reciting poetry? Is he that strong? I don't understand the reference. Is that a scene that happened somewhere? Uh, it may or may not have been in the second half of Superman. <laughs> oh. I don't recall. Okay. That's... <laughs> I'm so jealous if that's the case. <laughs> Blonsky, they sent him in because he's yeah. a secret weapon now. He is. I don't understand how. A fast running, jumping he, around dude with the grenade launcher that's still not doing anything. No, it's not. Nothing that he puts onto the Hulk is hurting him at all. The Hulk's not even blinking. No, he's. Nothing. There's nothing here. What he kind of weapon is he? He doesn't blink? I'm sure he blinks. That's poor CGI. It's. No, that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the purpose of Blonsky here? Um, just to show that he's is this got like stage one now? Yeah. He has powers, but they're not he's, up to snuff. He's super fast, but he's still no match for the Incredible Hulk. We get Detective Ty Burrell showing up. Detective Samson just finds, he finds Elizabeth in the middle of this battlefield. Well, that's what you do. We also get two Jeeps. Are they Jeeps? Brought to you by oh. Bose. Got nice big old speakers they on do the top big of old them. Speakers. They start shooting that sound over at that Hulk. And the Hulk can't move. For, for once... They figured something out that works. Yeah, and it, they just keep it going because I don't think they had a second step to that plan. Unfortunately, he's got some car doors near him. Yeah. <laughs> when there's car doors around the Hulk, you should get the hell out of there. He should. He's, he knows how to use car doors. He he's is, a car door pro. I wonder if he learned those skills from the jujitsu master. Of car door? Yeah. Car door battle? <laughs> car door battle. Everybody knows that that's like... <laughs> ninth, ninth degree jujitsu is you start learning how to fight with a car door. That's exactly it. Haven't you how ever played Street Fighter? Master Gracie has just a lot of 1988 Honda Civics. Bonus level. Dojo. <laughs> bonus level Street Fighter. You got to beat up a car. Everybody knows. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. We get a helicopter. Again, more chopper play. First. Oh. Blonsky goes head to head with the Hulk. Yeah. Stares him down. Oh, that's right. And Plotty gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> I would presume literally. <laughs> he, the Hulk, full-blown Spartan kicks oh, yeah. Blonsky square in the yeah. sternum. There's no way that sternum and spine didn't meet at some this point. This <laughs> is Culver University. <laughs> kicks him right into a tree. Yeah. And he hits hard. Oh, he hits and real hard. And they show it. They don't show him getting kicked. Nope, but and they show real him hit the tree. And he hits that tree real hard. <laughs> and I'm surprised they got away with that. Yeah, no, that was real violent. To me, that's the most violent thing that happens in this movie. Absolutely. It's Blonsky hitting that ooh, tree. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Blonsky's all, he's all, you know, just a pile of Presumably flesh. dead. Should be dead. <laughs> Should be. Should be dead. Then and get the hell out. Chopper starts firing at Hulk. Elizabeth's in the middle of this crossfire. So the Hulk runs over and wraps his big Hulky arms around her and protects her. Big Hulky arms. And uh, they bring the Chopper down for some reason. Yeah. And uh, Chopper blows up all around the Hulk and Elizabeth. Why did they bring this down? I don't know. It was their own. Oh, the Hulk throws. Doesn't he throw a car door at it? Probably. There's <laughs> probably a, a car door involved at some point. Car door? I choose you. So, the, yeah. The helicopter blows up and it starts raining. No. No, not, not yet. Does it? I think so. Right this second. Yeah. Oh, it does because there's fire all over. And yeah, it just starts raining. <laughs> no way. Everybody knows. Big explosion. Rain. This is the part in the movie where I wrote, fuck this movie. <laughs> Hulk carries a limp Elizabeth away. Yeah. To, uh, we'll find out soon. We go back to Elizabeth's house and 
Tyrell and General Ross are there. We find out that General Ross wants to just do anything he can to keep Elizabeth safe. Yeah. Well, I happen to be great at finding out if people are lying, and I know, sir, that you are. <laughs> the Texas something Samson. to that effect. So it doesn't matter. Samson calls bullshit on General Ross. Sure does. Uh, he says the big green guy was just trying to help her. This doesn't make sense to me. Nope. I don't understand the motivation of either of these characters in this scene. I don't know if it's day or night because there's just yeah, a really... spotlight in this scene where it seems like it could be day with there's <laughs> rain again, but then it could be night and it's just a giant moon that's like feet away. I don't know. Yeah, the, the big foot away moon. <laughs> it's more rare than a blue moon. It's a foot away moon. <laughs> the old foot away moon. Let me get Cave Hulk. We do. We get Cave Hulk and- in the North Carolina stretch of the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. <laughs> he walked his ass all the way to North Carolina. If we've learned anything, it's that the Hulk can cover great distances in a short amount of time. Sure can. On foot. Sure can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Betty wakes up. Yeah, sees the bad CGI Hulk. Because of the thunder. The CGI Hulk is the worst one in the movie. He looks wet. He's a a wet CGI Hulk. But you had Lord of the Rings, the two towers that came out six years before this. Smeagol looks in Gollum. I don't don't know which is which still. They're the same in my mind. Sure. They're not superheroes. They are not. Thank God. Gollum looked amazing in those movies. Why does Hulk look like garbage here? <laughs> Nothing's moving. He looks like big plastic Hulk. Budget? Maybe. But I don't this know. is supposed to be like an emotional scene. This scene reminds me of, of Peter Jackson, King Kong. Oh, wow. Through and through. Of when you have yeah, you get was your, it Naomi your, Watts in that? Yeah. And you're Whenever they're interacting, you have the big goo, the big <sighs> giant hulking anything. And she's like, Just in, this, emotion, in this area, it's like, Hulk. Yeah, but you have their relationship because he's not all angry. He's kind of just coming. Coming he's, down? Yeah, he's coming down. His, his, he's, he's like not a, beeping on his heart rate monitor anymore. He's like anymore. a teenager who just masturbated. But Hot May <laughs> walks all, in on him. He's hulked out. And when he comes down, man, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Hot <laughs> May, don't come in my room. There's webs everywhere. <laughs> um, he hits his head on the ceiling cave. It's adorable. Yep, it's supposed to be. Aw, look at this big <laughs> green guy. He's just like us, kind of. Not I want to leave this scene. I want to go to Blonsky in the hospital. Just because Blonsky's in the hospital now. He's uh His bones... Have been turned into dust. Dust. But his heart is like a machine. Blonsky's bones got dusted. They got dusted. I like how you see Blonsky laying in the hospital. You see his little fingers, his crusty little fingers moving. Yep, they move. Why is he all, why is he all burned? That's a good question. He got the shit kicked out of him. He got the, did, yeah. made, did the chopper get him? I don't think so. I don't think it was close enough. I don't think but so maybe, either. I don't know. Doesn't matter. We see his eyes shoot open and that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that shot a lot. His eyes shoot open. Bruce unhulks, I guess, next. Yeah. And, uh. And let's go to a motel. It always feels like he's like detoxing. I don't know why. Like he's all strung out and burned out. Well, maybe maybe that's know, what it's like I don't to come down being, from. Imagine from being how Hulk. sore your muscles would be. That's gotta suck. Yeah, it's gotta. It's gotta be like oh, Oof. everything. I hurts. never put it. I never like considered that. Just to have them swell up that big and then go back down. It's just gotta be not pleasant. Gotta figure there's like some skin stretching going on. You would assume based on what happens to his clothes. You'd have to assume. What's his healing ability? I don't know. I don't know either. They don't really, they don't really favor that for us. Well, if we got an origin, I'm sure we'd learn. Well, we just got one in 2003. Oh man! And it blew. <laughs> Betty uh, goes out to get him some new clothes. She sure does. She comes back with purple pants. Ha! Purple? Do you get it? Purple pants. Ow! Because the Hulk. Ow! The Hulk Ow. wears purple pants. Ah. My eye. Again. My hands just got real heavy. <laughs> I think my, my hands are hulking out. My eyes hurting just from all these winks. 
Man. Jeez. <sighs> so then Favreau decides to leave. Favreau scene. takes a walk out because now we got to get the we got to get the romance in there. Let's get that romance in because, there. Because oh, 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 the other thing that she gets him. She gets him the, a new heart rate monitor. Heart rate monitor. She goes to a place where she could only find purple pants, but she could find this very specific heart rate monitor. They were the only stretchy ones they had. They have no chemistry. They have no chemistry. Nobody has chemistry with Liv Tyler. None and none. Not even Steven. Tyler. Oh, I got that. Okay. She's going to cut his hair. She asks uh, how he's been doing all this time, and he says, with clippers? With clippers, which is endearing. No, it's just weird. For those of you who missed it, that was supposed to be a joke. That was I want to put that out there. Attempt at humor. Yep. And then they just decide to bang because she starts rubbing his head. She's like, oh, I know how that feels. That's I like that feeling. It's a good feeling. I it's a real it. good feeling. I get it. But Yeah, but beep, beep, he can't beep, he can't beep, bang. Beep, beep, they do a make out. They do a make out. He gets too then, mad when he fucks. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing is again we get the question of anger or heart rate. This is the scene that makes it seem Unless like Unless he's going to like hate fucker. I don't know what he's going to do definitely here. Definitely heart rate at this point. Based Absolutely, on this it has scene. to be. But, but this just... is also a holdover scene from the original script. Okay. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. He should be able to go to the bone zone with her. He should be able to and go to the can. bone zone, but he would literally tear her in half. Or she get that big green D, which would probably tear her in half. Mm. <laughs> so he could put on those purple pants. He could put on the purple pants. That'll, that'll keep him going for a while. But then- that's like thinking about baseball. Purple pants? Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be it. Maybe he's angry that he had to wear the purple pants. Catch 22. I don't know. He's screwed either way, but not literally. Blonsky uh, is still in the hospital. We go back there. General Ross goes to visit him and is checking on him. Turns out Blonsky is completely healed in this normal people hospital. Where they didn't do the original, ner- the original shots. They did a back alley here. He's in a normal person hospital. Blonsky sits up. He asks him how he's feeling. He says, pissed off and ready for round three. Pissed off. Ready for round three. And at the same time, Bruce sends off an email to Mr. Blue. Let him know they got everything because while he was in the motel, he coughed up the thumb drive. And now, and he cried in the, in the shower. Yeah. But anyway, he sends off that email to Mr. Blue and finds out we are heading to Empire State University. Do you think he texted Mr. Blue and said, hey, Mr. Blue, you're not the only one who's blue. I got blue balls. Maybe. He probably said exactly that. I would think so. Maybe that was maybe that was his away message. That was that was the Edward Norton cut. He was like, "I'm Mr. Green, <laughs> but I got blue balls." <laughs> and Mr. Blue wrote back, "I'm blue. If I were green, I would die." Was that an Eiffel 65 <laughs> reference? It was. I'm trying to find anything I can to not talk about this movie. <laughs> As they're headed to, oh wait, oh wait again, yeah. So they have to pawn. Betty's oh, necklace God. so they can buy a vehicle. And her mother gave it to her? Apparently. It, it, it can't be her fancy camera. And it can't be- She has be, a digital camera that she takes a picture of, of uh, Bruce with. And it can't be his heart rate monitor. So that it's got to be bought. her necklace. How much is this necklace worth that they could buy this shitty pickup truck? It must be worth exactly one shitty pickup truck's worth. <laughs> okay. So they're driving up to New York and she's like, what's it like when you change? And he's like, everything is more amplified, which is a terrible answer. It is a terrible answer, but it made me realize that I really wish that Nick Cage had played the Hulk in this. Oh. Because that line right there. Amplified. Would have been terrific. (laughs) But even Nick Cage couldn't save this. Mm, No. 
Betty points out that there's probably still something. Stop calling her Betty. Her name's Betty. It is Betty. You can call her Betty. She can call you Al. Oh, man. Just, can we just talk about that music video for the rest of this instead? No. Damn it. She points out, she's like, hey, I think there's still some of you in there because he totally recognized, the big green guy, he recognized me. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I just want to get rid of it. I just want to be gone. I don't want to, I want to turn into that thing anymore. <laughs> I can see that's a problem. So they're on the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. They sure are. And there's a checkpoint. Sure is. So they're like, oh, can't go this way. So nope. They, so they take a boat. So they become. That was a scene that they, they go into, needed to happen. They go into history as the only people who have ever hired a boat in Staten Island and didn't end up. Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> they boat themselves to Manhattan. And they end up meeting, I guess. Yeah, Betty's like, Mr. hey, Blue. maybe we should take the subway. Oh, God. And Ed Norton. Why are you doing this? Why? He's all like, you want to put me and a guy who turns into a big angry thing into a into a metal tube with a bunch of strangers in the least friendly city in the world? And she's like, you're right. It'd probably be safer to take a cab. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh <laughs> crazy cab driver. Ha 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 humor. Welcome to crazy taxi. <laughs> and then she yells at the cab driver in the way that only Liv Tyler can yell at a cab driver. It explains a lot because Liv Tyler in this movie more or less just does a whisper talk the yeah. whole time. And it's very irritating. And she raises her voice here, like yelling. Yeah. And it made me go, no, Liv, you keep whispering. Eh, You're doing great. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. You're doing great. Your dad will come home from the asteroid any day now. <laughs> and it'll all be fine. And Bruce is like, you know, I could show you some techniques to manage that rage a little bit. <laughs> and she's all like, zip it. Amazing. It's just snappy dial. Amazing. <laughs> Man, they just don't write them like they used to. They get to ESU. They sure do. And meet Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue. Real name, Samuel Stearns. Stearns. Played Samuel. by Tim Blake Nelson. Who else? Because we've been talking a lot about Mr. Blue. They should have gotten a better actor. Or a bigger actor. He's a fine actor. Should have got somebody. I think that Tim Blake Nelson, I had to look at his name again because I just keep forgetting it. He's wonderful in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. And that's it. And yeah. Then And then he does other things, presumably. For, yeah. For the amount of... Screen time, question mark, that this guy has in this movie? His character name gets a ton more screen time than he does. No, exactly it. His screen name gets... His aim profile. <laughs> gets more screen time. But I just don't know why they couldn't get a bigger name for this thing. Because if you look at Iron Man, it's just loaded with names. Yeah. This this is not. No. I mean, this has a lot of names of people who were big eight years ago when it comes down to it. I just, I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's this is poor it's casting. An, it's an odd casting choice for sure. It is. And he I who would you rather have played it? Mr. Blue? Yeah. I have no idea. That is a great question. I'm trying to like think just of anyone. Anyone else. Christopher Walken. I'd welcome it. And mm. usually I would say that would be too distracting. I'd totally welcome it right now. Well, this is like a wacky enough character that you could get away with it. I kinda wish that Ty Burrell had played this role instead. I could see that. I think that would have been more fun. Well, then who would you have played Leonard Sampson? Then? Anyone else. Doesn't matter. Anyone else. Doesn't do much. Doesn't do anything in this movie. Okay. You're Kevin Feige. Sure am. It's 2018. We're about to kick off this new thing called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've oh, got in a... 2018. We're in 2008. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're... I'm changing the game. Oh. We've got Iron Man. Oh, we're doing Man. it again. We're... We got Iron Man coming out. None of these other movies have come out. Iron Man starring Tom Cruise. Iron Man. Yeah, in 2018, Tom Cruise yeah. is Iron Man. No. Not, Iron Boy. Not... Okay. We're trying to cast the Hulk. Who are you putting in as Bruce Banner? Today. 
today. I'm going to say Chris Pratt again. Chris Pratt. I said it in a credible state again. It's Chris Pratt. But we can't because he's in the universe already. He's probably going to play Star-Lord again. Well, that movie hasn't come out yet. So You're right. We're starting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm casting Iron Man. No, you're casting Bruce Banner. Can I cast anything else? You're casting the Hulk for what is going to be the second movie. And Chris Pratt is not available because he's not Iron Man. Presumably. I can see that. I think it's probably Timothy Oliphant, but yeah. I don't think so. I think it would actually be Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe? As Iron Man. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Because I want Chris Pratt to play Iron Man. All right. Hulk, son of a bitch. You want Chris Pratt as Bruce Banner. I guess so. Be pretty good. I don't hate it. Because I think it would kind of be like the right amount of goof. I think there needs to be a little goof in there. I think there needs... Well, the thing is, Banner is not a goofy character. He's uh, Ruffalo can play him pretty goofy sometimes. Yeah, but that's not... That's probably the major problem I have with Ruffalo's Banner. Because he tries to play into the tone? Yeah. Instead okay. of just being the character. Uh, if that's the case, then I'm probably going to cast Dave Batista. Keep in mind, Bruce Banner, skinny, nerdy scientist yeah. guy. And this the Hulk is, is all CGI. This doesn't really matter, does it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. It could be fucking anyone, can it? You and McGregor. That's not bad. Or, and this is a little bit weird, yeah. a little bit out there, Michael C. Hall. There was a really, really hopeful part of me that thought you were going to say Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're both fine. They're both fine. Who would you cast? What would you say to Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Oh, I would say it's very good. I think it'd be a great Bruce Banner. But he'd want to throw in the goof, too. He would. And then you're going to get the Smiths inevitably in the soundtrack, so That's Craig true. Armstrong's out of the job. That's probably okay. They're going to change. Uh, Elizabeth Ross is going to be Summer now. That's her new name. Her name is still going to be Betty Ross, but she will probably be Nicknamed played by Summer. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> probably, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we got to talk about this movie again. Uh, you yeah, need yeah. Mr. Blue. Uh, they do science. They They're gonna... science all over the screen. Yep. I, Blonsky gets another shot, by the way. Yeah, Blonsky's like, I need more. Give me more. So he gets more. Great. Uh, they do science because they want to. They want to do this experiment to to uh, try to cure Bruce. Yeah. Because they can now. That he's with Mister Blue. They end up tie, like tethering him down to this this uh, table, and he puts the shock to him, and the Hulk starts coming out, and they're going to, I guess, do like dialysis or something with the antidote and the blood as it's cycling through. Something like that. Sure. They say stuff. Uh, it's all science. He, I ignore it. He fully hulks out, and then uh, Mr. Blue is too uh, in awe of the big green boy to stop that. That's true. He's just totally impressed. He tries to start a little early, but then Betty's like, no, it's too soon. He's not fully. And then all of a sudden, he can't hulked. do it anymore. And then he's like, I'm too impressed. I can't. Also, he's got to kick the machinery because students. Because graduate students. Grad students apparently make it so you have to kick machinery. That's, that's None thing. of this matters. The antidote works. He unhulks, comes yeah. on down. This scene looks awesome. It does. I'm going to outright say him hulking up and him hulking down looks incredible. Very well done. It looks great. We learned that there were other test subjects. Yep. Bruce says, what other test subjects? Wait a minute. What? Turns out that all the blood samples, or the blood sample that uh, Bruce had sent wasn't enough blood to run the tests on. So he's concentrated it down and made, I guess, artificial blood. That's the way I kind of took it. Yeah. Yeah, sort I of. guess he, he kind of makes the, like a synthetic blood from yeah. the sample that, that Bruce sent him. Yeah, Bruce says he's got to destroy it because it killed a because it killed an old man in Ohio. Killed an old man in Ohio. You got to get rid of that stuff. They're trying to weaponize it, destroy it all. Blonsky's starting to look real old. Yeah, Blonsky's not looking good anymore. He looks awful. 
Just sickly. It, you know, I need to explain this because it sounds like we're cutting a lot between the Blonsky storyline and the Banner storyline. And yeah, no, it's that sporadic here in the movie. Yeah. So I just want you to all understand the tone <laughs> of what we're doing here. Yeah, when I interrupt Dave with something else that's happening with the Blonsky, in a different place. With the Blonsky update. That's actually how it comes into the movie. <laughs> that's what we should have done is have, this is your Blonsky the update. The Blonsky report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks awful. He goes into full Colin Farrell mode here. He's and, having a uh, fucking ball. He's t- he wants to face the Hulk. Yeah, that's and what's his, his goal. His spine does that that little elongating thing. Yeah, while it he's does. In the mirror. And yeah, it does. He gets on the chopper, and Ross is like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "Like a monster," but like without the Batman voice. I don't voice, get it. <laughs> he feels like a like a monster. I don't like Godzilla. Ish. God, <laughs> Godzilla-ish. Oh, okay. So the army finds them again. Well, that's what they do. Uh, I think it. I might have been mistaken earlier. This is where Shield intercepted the communique and found them heading to ESU. Ryan, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't it just doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> the army always finds you. Don't go into hiding, kids. Yeah, and because uh, because they ambushed him the first two times, this time they're going to try to snipe him. We're going to do this the secret snipe move, and it works. It works. <laughs> it's strange. Huh? Hey, instead of alerting it's strange him to our presence, when you don't blow up doors, let's sneak in and. <laughs> Trank him uh, before he realizes It works. They snipe for his spanner and he falls to the ground all tranked out. And uh, they start, I guess, or they get him out of there. Yeah, they, they, they drag they him out. They take him into custody. We see Major Kathleen Spar again. Yeah. Whoever this lady is. She's got another She's got scene. another scene. Look at her. Got, good for her. Get another day of work. A two-scener. So, so that's a to general that's nice. Joe Greller. She's, uh, she's interrogating, <laughs> interrogating uh, Mr. Blue. Yep. And then I don't know where Blonskis comes and knocks her out. Just, just, And nope. says, she was an annoying bitch. That, what an yeah. impressive line. Again, uh, the villain. We have oh, to, right. We have to know he's the villain. He might as well have tranked the dog he shoots all over again. He might as well have had just a bag full of puppies and just launched trank darts into it. <laughs> he shoots dogs. He knocks out women who are not doing anything wrong and then calls them an annoying bitch. Yep. And then he says he wants some banner juice. And then he's like, yeah, give me that banny juice. So he uh, gets that banny juice. Oh, well, no, he doesn't get the bandage right away because Mr. Blue says, Mr. I don't know what's going to do to you already. The mixture could be an abomination. Oh. Brian, I have a confession. When you walked out of the room earlier, yeah. I gave I gave a full-blown apology to John Favreau about heavy-handedness. Oh, really? Yep. I feel like it was deserved. Yep. Uh, Louis? Louis was, Leterrier here? I was just going to say something about Louis Leterrier and... can fuck right off. This is brutal. Well, he's French. What do you want? He should be better at what he does. He's letting down his entire culture of of just the French in general. They came up with the French new wave. They came with their own their own. Uh, this is me. It's a French superhero movie. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Mister Blue's all like, "What could I possibly have done to deserve this aggression?" <laughs> yeah, Which is probably my favorite line of the movie. Actually. It's a really really good line. <laughs> Bruce um, and Elizabeth, we're on a chopper now. Yeah. Because choppers. Because there's so many helicopters, a lot of choppers in this movie. In this movie. <laughs> no parents. So many helicopters. One parent. Not Bruce. Not Bruce. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Storm's is like, well, let's see what the hell it does, I guess. And uh, he gives him the juice. He gives him the juice. Doesn't work out. Well, it works yeah. out great for uh, for old Blonsky there. Yeah, Blonsky, Blonsky turns into some kind of abomination. Some sort of, I'd say. Just gets all big. Big and gray. Sort Mr. of. Mr. Big Blue and... gets knocked aside and. I would actually, I'd say he's orange. Okay. Fun fact, since we're talking Mr. Green and Mr. Blue. I don't care. Oh, Tim come Roth, on. Tim oh, Roth. come on. <laughs> Tim Roth played Mr. Orange in Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. So it's very appropriate. I'm tipping the hat to you, sir. <laughs> I do. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Blue gets knocked aside. His his head, his head gets cut throbbing. open, and there's there's Bruce's blood. Why is his head all throbby? His Bruce's blood is dripping into his into his head. Oh, into his open wound. Into his open wound. Okay. And he is becoming the leader, which is comic book a comic book villain from the Hulk. Wink again. Blonsky is uh, running around New York, just doing all sorts of nonsense. Hey, no, he busts out of that building. He sure does. Doesn't use the door. Nope. He's just like, ah, I'm jumping <laughs> out the wall. Yep, sure is. Uh, they're messaging up to, to General Ross. The Hulk is loose. The Hulk is loose. And no, he's, he's like, not. The Hulk's right here. What's your... He's right here talking about science stuff, you're, presumably. Or you're crazy. He's, having, he's, he's holding a, hands with my daughter. It's amazing for a scientist, a guy who's presumably worked with a lot of, like, you know, physics and chemistry in the past. How little chemistry he has with Elizabeth Ross. Oh, I see what you did there. That was a stretch. That I'm was... aware of that. <laughs> this is... We're almost done. We're almost done with this movie. We're so great. close. We're so, so close. Uh, yeah. The Abomination is going to take Manhattan. And guess what? how we know? Because old Louie here, Louis Leterrier, uses the same bit that he used earlier in the movie with the Hulk, where he doesn't show the Abomination just destroying things. That's true. We see him at a distance the whole time, and he's very big, and he's just throwing things. And we don't see him. We never get a... Rev- and then when we get to do... Louis loves the big reveal. It's not a big reveal, though. It's not. It shouldn't be. He's legitimately. When we see the abomination, we get the zoom in shot. He's a red trench coat away from being a goomba in the Super Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look good. He's got like a visible skeleton or whatever. Whoa! Uh, the Hulk knows, or Bruce knows, yeah, that Bruce he needs like, the Hulk to stop him. Only the Hulk can stop him. Uh, General Ross says, "Hey, you're probably right." So <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, he goes one. and stands on the end of the. Uh, the the helicopter, helicopter, they open up the back thing. Yeah, I don't know. Helicopters sure. have doors, big old doors. Got but a this is an Air back. Force One hatch in the back from the movie where get off my plane. Gary Oldman's floating. The, I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's, and yeah. he starts talking to Elizabeth and she's like, How do you know it's going to work? And he's like, Just trust me. Like, I don't. His hands are all bound Honestly. and whatnot. He's got Hulk serum in him. How does he? He doesn't. This shouldn't work. He well, falls out the back. The Hulk serum, they yeah. say, could only be an episode. Uh, a really convenient episode. Deterrent. Instead of a cure, so it just kind of heals heals the a one offer. Yeah, it's a it's a one and done. Cool. So he jumps off. Well, he falls out the back. Oh, he this does. is the first time. I'm convinced this is the first time he calls her Betty. This right. is the moment. Right. Yeah, this is where. It, okay, where with five minutes to go in the movie, this is the first time he I says her name. Nearly positive. Would you put it past this movie? I mean, when I turned it on, yes. <laughs> now, no. <laughs> Uh, and then we will tell the world her name. So I he, did not do a good French accent. No, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But it's also, I. you know what? I actually think it's very good because Tim Roth in this is supposed to be Russian, but American trained, yeah. but he's doing some sort of English accent at the same Something time. Something like that. He's got, he's like Princess Leia in Star Wars A New Hope where it just, I don't yeah. know what accent to use. Yeah, I don't know just, what to do. How do you want me to talk? I don't know. Do something that is <laughs> good. Russian maybe. I don't know. That's French. Got it. Shit. <laughs> That's what Bruce says as he's falling. Shit. Oh, shit. PG-13. He falls through the street. They're allowed to say that. He should have dropped. You could drop a fuck. Yeah, you right? drop one. Use your one fuck. This is the time. Oh, fuck. Bam. Hits the street. He Goes hits through the, the street. street. Presumably dead. He should he's be gone. dead. Should oh, be super dead. That's the movie. And we get a Hulk that crawls. <laughs> and then Hulk comes out of the sewer. Because <laughs> why the hell wouldn't it? We get our final fight. Hulk, Hulk yells. V, Abomination. Abomination smiles. Let's run at each other. They sure do. In the comics, the Abomination has pointy ears. Okay. Uh, but 
Why does that affect this? <laughs> Louis decided not to use him because he thought, obviously, the Hulk would just bite him off. You know, like the whole Tyson Holyfield nonsense. And uh, Again, that's that, 12 years earlier. <laughs> that would be too much for a PG-13 movie. But Louis was then don't have him bite him off. Louis You're the director. Con- right? You get to figure this out as it goes on. But he was convinced that, like, oh, if he had those pointy ears, Hulk would 100% bite them off. And this I is would... like the, the thing is, I cannot control the CGI. The CGI is a life of its own. Right. Have you not seen it? The muscles, they breathe. They breathe so strong. He's got the big teeth. He's going to bite them off. I cannot control them. You do a way better French accent than I do. That was horrible. <laughs> it was still but better. the fact is, is that. Louis, what kind of movie are you making here, bud? He needs some stay them. He needs some Statham. Statham Hulk. We should have done a Statham Hulk. Maybe Statham should have played Blonsky. Blonsky? Man, I'd, I'd pay, I could see that. I'd buy that. I'd buy that in a second. Statham and, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt? It's a weird one, but I'd, I'd see it. All right. Yeah. Sure. Especially if there hadn't been a Hulk movie since 2003 and it's now 2018. Yep. <laughs> they fight. That's really all that happens. They, they fight. fight. Yeah. Uh, they um, oh, there's a helicopter. There's Again, a helicopter. the helicopter comes back down, and these two fucks are hanging off the helicopter, and it looks, it looks pretty bad. Hulk rips a car in half. Sure does, because it is training. His jiu-jitsu, his crazy because jiu-jitsu the, training. the police cars in this movie, not as strong as an Audi R8. <laughs> and candy ripped in half. How the hell does Iron Man Could you imagine if they had the, the same yeah, fight scene at the end? Of the... Oh, man. They just transferred <laughs> just over to this both one? movies just... <laughs> Ripping cars in half and hitting each other with them. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's what this Marvel Universe is going to be? Just cars getting ripped in half? Yep. And uh, But the thing about Iron Man is it's not a lot of choppers. A lot of choppers here, though, because we get another one. And it's flying around. And we land on it's the some same sort one. of... It's the same one. We get land on some sort of rooftop? Question mark? I guess. It crashed. The helicopter crashes, I guess. That you can the miniature helicopter fight? crashed into the miniature set. I don't know. I don't know where we are because this rooftop is littered with trash cans that are on fire. New I York. don't know why. New York. Oh, okay. Come on. Everybody knows that the trash cans on the roofs in New York are all on fire. Haven't uh, you ever played a video game? Oh, man. I forgot. Turtles in Time. That's what makes me think of. For some reason, that's what the whole scene made me think of. That's fair. They're fighting. Again, they're, they just keep fighting. They just fight. They do. I uh, mean, Elizabeth's staring at him from the chopper. Everyone dies in the chopper except for Elizabeth and General Ross. Convenient. How about that? Interesting. Maybe huh. it's it's that Ross huh. blood. <laughs> it's real strong Ross blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, the, the, the helicopter is shooting at Blonsky. And that's not doing shit. That's when it's it, not doing anything. He blows it up somehow. Yeah, then Abomination, Abomination gets some sort of chain and stone combination. Oh, He's got yeah. these chains. He He's swinging them around. And uh, he, he, I guess, hits Hulk with... Oh, no, he spin him at Hulk. I don't know how this works. It's, there's a chain. He's hitting him. Yeah. All of a sudden, Hulk's got the chain. He's choking him out. Well, what happens is, is uh, I don't... Oh, when the helicopter's on fire, Hulk does the Hulk clap. Oh, right. And he puts, that, he he puts, puts it right out because, you know, powers. He's, he's learning his abilities. <laughs> I guess. Let's, let's just burn through this epic. All right. Because this is so fucking pointless. Yeah. This whole movie's been pointless. He goes to choke out the abomination. Betty's like, no, don't. So he doesn't. Well, no, because... Uh, God, Brian, what? don't skip ahead. This movie's long enough. So what happens is he's spinning the chain and the stone thing, and he says, any last words? And Hulk says, Hulk, smash. smash. And it smashes the shit out of the rooftop, and it creates a giant crack that knocks the abomination out. And then he chokes the abomination out with these chains, 
That's Elizabeth the abominations. Says, Elizabeth says, no, don't, no, don't, dude. Cracks. Yep. In the roof of a broke his mother's back. Stepped on that bad boy. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. Don't kill him. So he doesn't. Don't kill him. So he doesn't. And then the abomination is laying there and Hulk puts his foot on him briefly. And how how are they going to arrest the abomination at this point? How do they do that? I assume that he comes down like much like the Hulk and, and turns Why back should we believe Bronsky? that he comes down? We don't have any reasoning for why he went up or we why he's going to come down. We don't have any reason to believe he won't. But how do you arrest this thing? We know the Hulk gets bigger and gets smaller again. So we do know that. How do you arrest Blonsky? You wait for him to get tiny again. But you're risking the whole time of this This thing is going to just heal. We don't know how it works. I don't know. What do you want from me? I didn't write it. I'm not French. Louis, call us. We have questions. So many questions. <laughs> the Incredible Hulk walks over to Elizabeth, wipes a tear from her eye. Yeah. And says, Betty. Betty. And that's <laughs> just that's why I think they set it up like a scene before. <laughs> Maybe. Just so you'd remember her name. Who gives a fuck? The Hulk's going to jump away from we, rooftop to rooftop. Presumably, he he's going to end up in another country. And then he sure does. He ends up in Canada. Oh, Canada. Betty's on Liberty Island. Well, she's on, a, she's on Green Screen Island. Oh, yeah. Staring off into the you green. You can't have a movie that has New York in it and not go to the Statue of Liberty. Correct. You can't do it. Correct. It's not allowed. Well, Superman did. Those are the- Superman had Metropolis st- statue of- Freedom. Right, right. The the freedom statue of Metropolis. The freedom lady. Freedom lady. Um, the freedom lady of Metropolis. Lady freedom. Yep. So this one, they, they went to the Statue of Liberty, because yeah. we're Marvel, we could say New York. We're allowed to. That's true. She's, she's got a picture on her camera of Bruce. She looks at it. The and, picture uh, she took earlier briefly, which we brushed over, because it didn't matter then. It doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter now. The battery's dying, no by battery. the way. battery. Doesn't matter. It's a cell. It's a, it's a digital camera. Who gives a shit? It. Charge it. You're going to have a picture of it. doesn't picture matter. picture is still there. We go to Bella Coola, British Columbia, because the Hulk has stomped his way all the way. All the way up to British Columbia. To British Columbia. 31 days without incident. Yeah. So we're-, we're So it took him a later. lot longer to get to British Columbia. Or he's been there for or a while. Or he's been there for a he's while. He's established. Yeah, he, presumably, it took him less than 17 days. We hope. I've been saying presumably a lot. Well, you have to. You totally have to. On Bruce's desk- Desk, I guess that's what it is. I guess. We see a letter from the Milburn Pawn Shop of yes. Ashburn, North Carolina. It's got, uh, it's got Betty's mom's necklace. And it's, well, it's addressed to Mr. David B. Oh. Yeah, you know, David Banner. David. While we're doing the whole, what do we call you type thing. Wink. And then he takes that, uh, inside is uh, Betty's necklace that she pawned. Yep. And he goes ahead and sends that off to Betty in Virginia. Right. So they sent this thing from North Carolina <laughs> to British Columbia all the way back down to Virginia. Postage on that, insane. One international, technically. Yeah. What are they doing? Why? Why not just send it direct? Then you don't have to worry about somebody recognizing the name, finding out. They didn't recognize the name. It was David B. David B. Well, the man's name is <laughs> Bob David Bruce Banner or whatever. Luke. I called him Luke earlier. Luke. Yeah, that's one of them, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Bruce then goes and meditates on the floor. Meditates. And uh, then his eyes turn all green. Like and all, he smiles. And he gives a smile. He smiles. It's, and it's like, can he? I, is this good? Is this bad? I don't know. I don't know. We, it's very open-ended. Yes. Of can he control this or is he giving into it? That's how I kind of took it. It is wide open. And is he always angry? On purpose. I'm always angry? That's kind of the way I took it. They left it ambiguous on purpose. Of course they did. Because they, were so, they, they wanted to leave it open that the Hulk could be the villain of the Avengers. That's, but they also wanted to leave it open so in stupid. case they wanted to do- Another Hulk movie? Sequels. Great. That, is, it, is it that he's- in control now, or That's so are stupid. they just setting him up to be the bad guy in the Avengers? And the worst part is, is that I want this to be the end of the movie. Oh, it's not, because we have a pre-credits, post-credits. Scene. 
Why not put this after the credits? I don't know. They should have. They really should have. It's not hard to edit this after. It, it was two months after Iron Man. After Iron Man did it and throw yeah. it at the end where it's not as. Iron Man put the post credit sequence in there because they didn't want it to distract from the main movie. Right. And in this one, we see General so Ross like, sitting no, at the bar drinking, drinking a green drink. Which, green drink. It's an Incredible Hulk. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Why? It's a. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Somebody. Why? Why? Somebody in this movie. Why? <laughs> got real heavy hands oh okay it's a cocktail called the incredible hulk made of equal parts hennessy cognac and hypnotic isn't hennessy cognac is it pretty sure it is well it's got both okay great hennessy cognac and hypnotic maybe there shouldn't be a comma maybe it's just hennessy and hypnotic maybe it could be it's a real boring drink it's just two things it's green it is for sure green. I think that's probably the only reason. I love whenever he asks for another. Oh, yeah. Reload. Reload. <laughs> so good. It's clever. Uh, and then we get a man walking into the bar, and it is Tony Stark. Tony Stark. And Why? He's all, Why? He's all like, ah. We're in the movie still. We're well, in the movie still. That's true. And Ross is like, oh, you wear such nice suits. Wink. <laughs> Downey never looks at General Ross throughout the entire thing. It's like he's like an SNL and he's reading off cue cards off camera or something like that. It's probably. I don't know what it was. But he never looks at him and he's he's putting together uh, a team. Ross says, who's we? And that's the movie. And then that's the Incredible Hulk. That's it. Let's get this out of the way. How do you feel with this movie? I still like it. I still don't. I know. I still don't. I don't. I, I, I. This is one where I don't understand why you like it. We're Daredevil. We both agreed. We like it. We don't know why. I still don't understand that either. I still have no idea why I like it. This, I know I don't like it. Why do you like this? It's fun. He's a big green guy. He's doing so stuff. You're one. You're two for three now because he's a big green guy and he's doing stuff. It's fun. It's not fun. It is. It's not fun. None of this makes any sense. None of this has any importance to it. None of it. And it's proven throughout because, I mean, remember all those Hulk movies that came after this? Well, that's more to do with Universal than it is the actual movie itself. Yeah. But at the same time, is even with this, it was so almost lazily done. <laughs> well, maybe they should have got somebody who's in a country where they have comic books to do it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I just... I don't know who these uh, incredible Hulkies... I just went... <laughs> that's Arnold. Arnold. That's Arnold. A lot of choppers. <laughs> Makes sense that you would go Arnold. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the thing that really angers me most about this movie is the story, because there is none. It's, it's, he's trying to get cured. He's trying to get cured. He is. Yes. But the army is trying to capture him to weaponize him. Right. So realistically, he's not really trying to get cured. He's trying to stay on he's the He's trying run. to stay away from the army whilst getting cured. All right. So we have two subplots. What's the, what's the real plot? He's trying not to get captured by the army. Yeah, that's still part of the subplot. Cured. You're right. All right, so what the hell's the point of Blonsky then? He's part of the subplot of the army. He kind of goes his own way. He is much like a Fleetwood Mac song. One note he's more like? In which he could go his own way. One note Blonsky's more like? What's he more like? He's more like a MacGuffin. You think Blonsky's a MacGuffin? I truly do believe that. I think that this that's movie, fair. I feel like this movie really kind of starts like the plot of it almost. Yeah. When Blonsky hulks out. At the end, when he becomes Abomination, because I feel like all the actions that take place throughout this movie leading up to that point where Mr. Blue and Blonsky meet, yeah. and he gives them, he gives them that good, good banner juice. The good, oh, sweet, sweet banny juice. But that's like the whole point of the movie, is 
like there's no real villain unless that happens. Unless That's true. All these things lead up to that point. It's just a, a constant mild inconvenience to Bruce Banner. Correct. But they do prove that they can get him as long as they catch him off guard. So Correct. they are a threat to him. They are a threat to him, but how deep of a threat? Because at the same time, once they catch General him, Ross is still just... extremely weak to it because he understands that this is Bruce, this is Elizabeth's love. Right. And it's proven there that he can't break that down at the same time. Yeah, but so he also doesn't care. He doesn't care. And we know that because Leonard Sampson, he broke the walls down. That's true. He's Jericho. a psychiatrist and he's like, oh, I know he's, you're a liar. That's exactly it. But it just seems like there's no true story throughout this movie. Where there needed to be a series of events that kind happened. Of meandering. They for sure are throughout many countries and many that <laughs> we don't say. In record time with no money. I'll reiterate. The whole point of this movie is to get Blonsky to Mr. Blue, abominate him, and then fight. That's it. Because other than that, there's no conflict. There's no conflict. There's there would be literally there's Bruce's no- inner turmoil. What inner turmoil? He hates what he becomes. He doesn't know what he becomes. Yes, he well. He's got a good idea. He knows he hurt Betty. That's it. That's all. That's he all he knows. He hates that he hurt Betty. Do we know that he hurt Betty, or do we know that he knows that he hurt Betty? We see it in the POV, but that that's um, a that's a Hulk POV. That's not a Bruce Banner POV. There's nothing that hints that he hurt Betty. Hmm. That's true. That's a good. That's a good question. Look, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying I enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> I, as you know, and you know me. I'll defend Freddy Got Fingered all day. <laughs> I don't need it to be the greatest thing in the world. Sure. This to me is brutal. I'm so happy that they went along with the cast changes that they did. And I'm, I'm glad they kind of more or less threw the story out. More or less. This movie is more, really. buried. Completely yeah, buried. You don't get any kind of reference to this movie. Nothing. Right? Nothing at all. It's like You don't even have, in, in passing, uh, Bruce Banner wearing like a heart rate monitor or anything. It's gone. Ruffalo. Ruffalo doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do any either. of that. He's just always angry. He's always angry, though. You know, There's also we have character control of the, the Hulk, I guess. But is he? Because at the end of this, we see Edward Norton in get the green eyes, and he sees, we yeah. see him in control. So we see the birth of that control. That's why he doesn't need the heart rate monitor. That's, that's Maybe. possibly true? I don't know. I don't know. This is the least connected of the MCU movies and for good reason. I wouldn't even, yeah, I would say this isn't even connected besides there being a Hulk eventually. In, General in, Ross comes back in Civil War. He does and it's forgettable. And then he comes back again in Infinity War. Yes. Forgettable. I'm really hoping he comes back in Avengers 4 as the Red Hulk. Okay. Oh yeah, General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross right. is the Red Hulk. Alright. We know what we thought of this movie. Let's see what our good buddy Roger Ebert thought of this oh, movie. Let's see what he said. Yeah, he kind of lumps this thing in with, with Spider-Man and Batman. Two and a half stars. Two and a half. That yeah. seems to be the, the going trend. He says, the Incredible Hulk is no doubt an ideal version of the Hulk saga. I want to like bash my head into the table right now. When you compare it to the other Hulk media that exists, it's probably... So he says, the Incredible Hulk is no doubt an ideal version of the Hulk saga for those who found Ang Lee's Hulk too talky, or dare I say, too thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> but not for me. It sidesteps the intriguing aspects of the Hulkdom and spends way too much time in, dare I say, noisy and mindless action sequences. Noisy. It doesn't noise. spend any time in those sequences at all. <laughs> not really. They're noisy and mindless. Yeah, but we're not in there that long. Um, by the time the Incredible Hulk had completed his Hulk on Hulk showdown with the Incredible Blonsky, 
I've been using my Timex with the illuminated dial way too often. That is a name drop of Timex. I think that... You think he's sponsored by Timex? I think so. I think if he was sponsored, he'd know it's called the Indiglo. You'd think. Well, what are you going to do? He's not getting royalties anymore either way. That's so. true. <laughs> he did. That was the first paragraph. As you know, he kind of lays it all on the line usually there. Usually. Last paragraph says, when you get down to it, as a fictional creature, the Incredible Hulk is as limited as a bad drunk. He may be fun to be around when he's sober, but when he drinks too much, you just feel sorry for the guy. I might have missed the part where Edward Norton was fun. If that's the case. He didn't like the purple pants. Oh, you know, he cut his hair with clippers. <laughs> clippers. That's fun. <laughs> He wouldn't like him when he's hungry. It's goddamn! Bl- oh man, that was a what that, a what that, a joke. <laughs> that wasn't intentional though. Nope, nope. He learned that when he was with like I don't know, the Groundlings improv learning it. He yeah. learned that joke. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's cut that Sesame Street based <laughs> humor. That's what old Roger Ebert said about this. Now, the interesting part is the old Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, now what do you think this one scored? Uh, I'm gonna say not well. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Something in the in the 60s, 50s? Uh, 60s. 60s. And let me give you, well, I'll just give you the score. It's 67%. Okay. And that's fine. Let me read you a couple of the reviews. It says- Passing. It says, an enjoyable, it actually has a tomato. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it says, an enjoyable summer behemoth, an interesting effort to give- one of the staples of mass entertainment, something extra in the way of insight and feeling. Big, dopey, and crammed with special effects that take the breath away. In this one, the Hulk bounces all over the place. The best part is Lou Ferrigno's cameo. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's the best part? Yeah, and then it says, uh, where so many comic book movies feel as disposable as Kleenex, the passionate, uncynical Hulk stamps itself into your memory. Lee's movies are built to last? Wait a minute. Oh. Oh, that's for the Hulk that came out five years earlier. Oh. Oh, that's weird. Let me read you some about <laughs> about this Hulk. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? In this follow-up to Bouncing Hulk, the Hulk can't have intercourse. Poor Hulk. <laughs> Rather than go to the trouble of crafting a dramatically satisfying conclusion, the Incredible Hulk blows the audience off and takes the air out of its previous solid work by ending with this essentially shameless trailer for the next Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> Touche. Before his initial transformation, inside the bottling plant where he works, Banner warns something bad is about to happen. He's right. Ooh. Yeah, this actually did score 67%. Uh, Hulk, Ang Lee's Hulk, scored 61%. Oh, so it's better. Technically better, but the reviews say otherwise. Those are interchangeable. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do that with you, be- to show you just how interchangeable that this is. I know we have not talked about Ang Lee's Hulk yet. Mm. We will get there one day. Do we have to? We had to do this, didn't we? Yeah, okay. Um, it's just, maybe this is the superhero that- uh, This is the one that doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate well, where he belongs in an ensemble. There's got to be somebody who can do this movie. I, I don't know if there is, tell you the truth, because we talked about this with Iron Man. The reason that Iron Man bothered me so much and I, is because I felt burned out. Because Infinity War is out, and we see all these superheroes now in the same movie together, mm-hmm. where we didn't think Avengers would ever be possible or anything like that, or even, right. even like Civil War or something like that. 
where it just seems difficult to have a one-off like character. You have your single character doing his own thing. It seems very difficult to do. And this might be another case of that. I mean, it seems, I mean, they, at the same time, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Dr. Strange, they Black Panther completely pulled off. So, so I don't know. I don't know what the, what Captain the Marvel here. comes out soon. I'm real excited about that one yeah, too. too. Oh, they do. Right. They do bring in Coulson and Fury though. So they do. This is undoubtedly part of the universe. Yeah. It's a weird part of the universe. Yeah. It's a real forgotten it corner. It hardly connects. It doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't at all besides them saying it does because yeah. they changed the lead yeah. actor. Mark, this is this they, is the only appearance changed the actor. from Edward Norton. They changed his motivation. There's no more Betty. None. Gone. There's barely Betty. He still thing. doesn't like being the Hulk, but he's embraced it. Completely. I mean, he's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they change everything. It's wild. They make it so the Hulk actually looks like Bruce Banner. They do. They do a good job. Mark Ruffalo's got that type of face, though. He can he, pull it he off. He does have a Hulky face. He does. Uh, I'm looking across from you. Brian, why are you, why are you straightening a bow tie? Oh, because we're about to give some awards. Oh? At least some nominations. Okay. We're going to do a little thing called the potties and the capies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And what we're going to do is we're going to nominate this movie in a, in a category for a potty and a capy. What's a potty? A potty is an award that's not exactly positive, hence why it sounds like something you'd call a toilet. Okay, and a capy? Well, that would be a positive award. Fair enough. That seems easy enough. Yeah. Why don't you give out the first? Uh, you pick. Okay. I would like to nominate Ed Norton for a capy. Ooh. For... Best recast Marvel character in the MCU. I accept your nomination because we've discussed characters have been recast in the past. I understand why you can't give the award out outright. Right. I'm going to nominate the Incredible Hulk for best Spartan kick. I like it. We saw in Batman there yep. Spartan kicking all over the place. All sorts of he Spartan kicked, kicks. He kicked a couple people straight to hell. Here, <laughs> he kicks them into a goddamn tree. <laughs> Violently so. Your turn for a potty. Uh, for a potty award, I nominate Peter Mensa for least utilized named character. <laughs> Peter Mensa playing General, General Joe Greller. <laughs> There's not a lot of characters in this movie. I believe he's in one scene. One scene. And, one scene. And why. <laughs> That's a good nomination. I will nominate for a potty. Louis Leterrier Ooh. for worst director. That's a big category. Sure is. And uh, yeah, that's that's a solid nomination. So our plan is that we're going to go back and we're going to have our own Capies and Potties awards for all of this. We're going to uh, backlog episodes that have been done in the past. You'll see it somewhere, wherever we put it. Yep. And we'll, we'll put our nominations for past movies up as well. As long as, along with our, our Super Stuff scores. Yes. While we're on it, we got to get ourselves a, a Super Stuff score for this. Let's do the Super Stuff. So as we talked about with Super Stuff, is, uh, it's a rating scale. An arbitrary rating scale. Completely. Completely <laughs> arbitrary. You get one point if you got it. You two, get... two points for Danny Elfman. Uh, That's true. You can lose points. You can gain points. doesn't matter. We, picked, we have 10 categories here that we feel are pretty uh, important to just general superhero or at least present things they're present or should be they sure are so let's figure out what we got here 
four setting. This movie is all over the place, but never really commits to any of them. Big Fat Zero. Zero. Style and tone. Big Fat Zero. Okay. Hero. I'm going to give it a half. Fine. Because I like Ed Norton. Uh, yeah, he's all right. He's yeah. fine. Villain. Big ol' zero. Yeah. Female characters. That's a <sighs> negative? We try so hard, and they do not help us. I feel like there are, what, two female characters in this movie? Yeah, one gets called and an one annoying one gets bitch. Called annoying bitch. <laughs> I think that's a negative point. I think we might have a negative, negative one. I hate it. I don't like that that line at all. Uh, story, motivation. I'm going zero. Yeah, okay. Music. Point, your boy. 0.25. You don't look happy about giving it a 0.25, and I enjoy your pain for it. So, <laughs> done. Impact. That's that's a zero. There's no impact. Is it a zero, or is it negative? <laughs> it's a zero. I'll give it a zero. Parents. Big fat zero. No, there's... One-liners. There's General Thaddeus Ross. He is Betty Ross's parent. He is, in fact, a parent. One-liners. We don't even get his You wouldn't like me We get a Hulk smash. We get Hulk smash, and he doesn't even get the line off, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. He says hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. That's funny. That's a one-liner. That's. Yeah, I'm running around saying that all the time. I do. 0.25. Just for math's sake. (laughs) We're not doing too great. Did this movie get a negative 0.5? It it did not. So this movie scored a zero. <laughs> wow. That's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, no. Again, this is all completely arbitrary, but. Zero is not a good score regardless. No, just, all right, we got our first zero. That took, what, seven episodes? Seven episodes. Six episodes, wherever we are. It means Daredevil got a better score. Well, Daredevil, we like Daredevil. That's true. And we don't know why. I feel like it's going to be like a, a thing for us. We yeah. have to figure out. Could someone explain why we like Daredevil? Anybody? Anyone. I don't know anymore. Is it uh, nostalgia? No. No, it's not. No. No, it's not. No. That's our show for this week. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Wherever you get your podcasts from. You can like us on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Caped Podcasters. And if you have any questions, anything you want to add to the mix, we'll, we'll definitely shout you out in the show. For sure. Uh, email us at capepodcasters at gmail.com. So tune in next week where we're going to talk about Catwoman. Same pod time, same pod channel. the incredible hulk we had our our pre-credits post credits in there let's do yeah. an actual post credits okay what do you think happens in post credits all right so Liv tyler she's uh she's distraught she just went through this whole emotional thing with with ed norton i should use their character names betty just went through this whole thing where bruce was like he was there he's gone he came back. He's gone. She doesn't know how long it's going to be. She's going to chase him down. Sure. So she goes on the she goes on the run looking for old Bruce Banner. She thinks she found him. She thinks she knows exactly where he is. Uh huh. So she goes to this uh this unassuming I don't know cabin I guess. And she goes up 
She knocks on the door. Bruce? Bruce? Door swings open, and all you hear is, Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> I feel like Liv Tyler's go, Wrong Hulk. <laughs> yeah, wrong Hulk. You thought I was going to go Mark Ruffalo. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. I was waiting for it. What do you think happens post credits? So, what I think happens is that it's a flashback to the chopper scene at the end where you have Bruce Banner and Elizabeth Ross holding hands, and General Ross is there on the helicopter too. And General Ross looks over at Bruce and says, what's it like being the Incredible Hulk? Edward Norton just looks at him and says, first rule of Incredible Hulk is you don't talk about being the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) 